This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed 12-year-old Thomas Sidirio Jr. last week after several officers were shot at during an investigation will be fired. Commissioner Danielle Outlaw said Tuesday that the officer is being suspended for 30 days with the intent to dismiss for violations of the use of force policy. Outlaw declined to say the specific violations but said the department has rules against excessive use of force and allowing for a proportionate response to the resistance being met. The name of the officer is being withheld by the department because what Outlaw said is an ongoing investigation into threats against four officers who were present at the shooting. According to Philadelphia Police, the four plainclothes officers were in an unmarked car. They were conducting surveillance at about 7.20 on March 1st as part of a task force responding to social media posts involving a gun. The officers said they saw two young men at the corner, one of whom appeared to be carrying a handgun and recognized the older one as someone wanted for questioning in that firearms investigation. According to police, the officers moved the car near the two young men and turned their emergency lights on. A short time later, they heard a gunshot and the shattering of glass as a bullet entered their back window and ricocheted through several surfaces in the car. One officer was struck by glass in the face and eye and was treated for his injuries. Two officers exited the vehicle and fired two shots towards Sidirio, who they said was still holding a gun. Sidirio began to run down the street and one officer chased him and fired two additional shots. Uh, Sidirio was shot, uh, was struck in the back. The bullet exited through his chest. Police rushed the boy to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Questions have been raised about whether Sidirio still had a gun in his possession when he was shot. Original reports from police said they recovered the gun, which had been reported stolen. Philadelphia, known as the City of Brotherly Love, has 96 homicides so far this year, falling one more murder short of the notoriously, notoriously violent Chicago three months into 2022. As of Monday, uh, there had been 96 homicide victims in Philadelphia in 2022. According to the Philadelphia Police Department statistics, that represents a 9% spike from the 80 homicide victims the city recorded at the same time last year and at the end of 2021 Philadelphia recorded a total of 562 homicide victims compared to 499 in 2020 and 356 in 2019 by comparison Chicago has seen 97 homicide victims this year as of Monday from January 1st through March 7th Chicago police reported to 372 shooting incidents that impacted 432 victims a restaurant in France reportedly received threats over its signature dish poutine because some people are incorrectly associating the dish with Russian Russian President Vladimir Putin. La Maison de la Poutine posted a statement on social media last week saying it's gotten calls of insults and even threats over its name. Poutine, which consists of French fries, cheese curds, and gravy, was originated in Canada and has no connection to Putin. I saw a, uh, a list yesterday and it was, it was titled something like, you know, uh, the things that you're boycotting that you think are Russian yeah, yeah. but aren't yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah. It's an extensive it list. Was, you know, it was a list of things like, you know, Stoli vodka yeah, yeah. is not Russian any longer. And, right. And a, a series of other things. So this, I mean, it's typical. It, it happens. People yeah. don't look, I, aren't really looking. But poutine. Well, I, oh, the poutine. Well, poutine. remember. Poutine. poutine. It was two years ago where Corona, where mm. oh, uh, yeah. beer. Yeah. The, the beer sale, was actually the seeing an impact. Yeah. The sales uh, dropped. Right, exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> okay. In a, in a statement, I like poutine, by the way. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's so calorie thick oh and my God. laden. Ah. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I, like, I, I, know. I don't, I I don't like go eating it all the time. No, you but can't. I, and you don't see it that often, but when you do, you're like, You feel so cheap. This is thick. Yeah. You know who actually has great poutine? Guppies. So the owner of Guppies is Canadian, and he ships the cheese curds from Canada down and says that his poutine is authentic. I went to, when I was in, we were talking about Niagara yesterday. I went to the, the patinery there. I had never had it before. I'm like, I'm not going to have it until I'm actually in Canada. Okay. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, when you put cheese and gravy and together. And curds. <laughs> come on, I'm, man. Yeah. Uh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> in a statement, the restaurant also noted it offers its most sincere support to the Ukrainian people who are fighting courageously for their freedom. In sports this morning. <laughs> Flyers beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2 yeah. 1 last night in South Philly. Nice. Carter Hart made a career high 47 saves. saves. Oscar Limbaum and Justin Braun scored, and the Flyers won consecutive games for the first time in more than a month with the win. We need that clip from Ghostbusters where she goes, We got one! <laughs> Rings the bell. The Flyers hit the road tomorrow night with the game in Florida against the Panthers, and the puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Brooklyn Nets. According to several reports, Ben Simmons will not play in the game, but he is expected to make the return trip to Philadelphia and join the Nets on the bench in the Wells Fargo Center during the game. And Kathy, he's trying to recoup some of the money he's lost uh, from, you know, he was fined by the Sixers. And so they're trying to, from what I've heard, use the reception that he gets from the crowd tomorrow night as evidence, as proof as to why he is so mentally... Compromised? Compromised because of the way the trans Wait, freedom. Who, who is he? Freedom. Is he's trying to? That's use what that? I heard. A, a oh report from Clutch Sports. His representatives. Yeah, his representatives. So if they go crazy booing him tomorrow night, they're going to be like, "See, how is he supposed to play in an environment like this?" <laughs> oh right. My yeah. God, that's right. In football news, according to several reports, the Green Bay Packers and MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers agreed to terms on a four-year, two hundred million dollar deal that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history. He would get one hundred fifty-three million in guaranteed money. Rodgers, however, said a deal has not yet been signed or agreed upon, but did announce that he will return to the Packers for the 2022 season. The new contract would lower his salary cap figure while giving the 38-year-old Rodgers an extension into his 40s. And the Denver Broncos agreed to send a package of players and draft picks to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson. The Broncos agreed to trade quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth round pick to the Seahawks for Wilson and a fourth round pick. And that's what I have for you this morning. Yeah, here's what we play when the Flyers win. We got one! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. great. Nice. Uh, I will welcome uh, good morning to all. For some of you, I extend a hearty nanu nanu. Uh, as Casey wanted me to point out, uh, Kathy's sweater looks like Mork from Mork. This <laughs> Just a little bit. Looks like what? Yeah. yeah. So, Wait, looks um, like what? Mork from Mork's outfit. Uh, if you remember the show in the 1970s. That's right. A giant triangle on the front. I, it, it looks like something else to me, way, and I though. can't quite place it. Almost like Devo, I was going to say, but uh, not quite that. Uh, she has these frills that are in the shape a of a V. Yeah, they're ruffles, and, yeah. and it's a V that goes down to not quite your navel, but but uh, it's a little bit like a space uniform, general right? General direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What oh my god! Like of that. all things, 
clothes I wear. Like, this is just a ruffle on a sweater. I'm yeah. so surprised that you're commenting on this and not some of the other stuff I wear. You've, well, you've, you've worn some, some you, that, that sheer leopard print thing the other day was pretty impressive. I enjoyed that. Do you know what this has a result of? Is that person she had go yeah. through her closet yes. and That's recycle everything. Right. So now she's wearing stuff that she didn't really realize you had, right? Yeah, mainline fashionista, yes. There she we came go. into my closet and Maybe. she uh, pulled out stuff that she thought I should be wearing. I should have mainline, you as well, Preston, let's have mainline fashionista to come over and circulate our t shirts. Yeah, the good, the, yeah. the, the fancy right, t shirts right. and the ones that are still relevant. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the fun t shirts, the statement right. t shirts. There's, right. there's a variety. Yeah. I actually <laughs> do need a little bit of help because I have uh, these pants that I'm like, I don't know what color shirt to wear with this. And I was telling <laughs> Kathy because I had bought new fancy sweatpants and I was like, I don't know which color shirt would go with these. With your ones. fancy sweatpants. And you had said black, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about black. Yeah. Uh, that's a band, by the way, yeah. the fancy <laughs> sweatpants. I'm writing that down. Um, you know what I would love to do is because I know there's something out there that that this is that's <laughs> okay. escaping my yeah. mind that, that looks like if we could post Kathy a picture of her sweater and say, what does this look like to you? And maybe people can put yeah. some comparisons up there. Uh, Because I'm dying to know. But anyhow, uh, welcome to Wednesday morning. Wednesdays mean we have a secret text word. Today we're going to have a chance for you to win tickets to see the Black Crows. They're going to be performing on July 2nd, which is a Saturday, by the way, at the Borgata. And Jackie Bam Bam will be hosting that event. And it's called, you know, one of those Evening With the Black Crows. I like that. uh, Which means they're going to play Shake Your Moneymaker in its entirety. And usually, like, things like an Evening With, they'll have, like, an intermission, and they'll come back and they'll switch gears and do something like that. I I love uh, shows like that. It's great. So we'll have your chance to win. And you can get started on that now. Uh, just text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call and lay with the word in the designated caller wins. And wins. And we'll also grab a random texter on top of that to win the exact same thing. Uh, we'll do a little TV time this morning. Wednesdays mean Fox Good Day. So we have that going on. And uh, we'll just go ahead and take a break and come back in a second because I got a load of entertainment stories to run along with a stupid question as well and some things to give away there. So stay put. We're returning shortly with you. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For those who are wondering why Casey was laughing so hard during the live commercial he did, and by the way, that's why you should stick with us in the commercials. You never know what's going to happen. I missed this. Uh, Yeah, you were out of the studio. He was doing a read, and uh, in it, uh, the, the phrase said, if you like dice, was written there. And Casey's eyes saw it as something else. Instead of an I at the end of dice, he saw an a e. K. Or instead of an E at the end of dice, he saw a K. And thought that it initially, upon first glances, if you like D, you're then, in luck. Then you're in luck. And uh, he just couldn't shake it. And sometimes you, you'll giggle over something like that. And then you're giggling at the fact that you're giggling. And then it's just, it gets out of control. And then I was like, oh my God, if I would have said that. Because the word luck is also, it was just a couple of words after that. Yeah, you you, you were in a bad position. We have been known to 
um, mix words up from time to time, and that would have been bad. Mm-hmm. Word morphing occurs a lot when you're, especially when you're reading oh, yeah. copy the proper way. Your eyes are a little bit ahead yeah, as yeah, you're going yeah. across. Correct. And so you can join yep. two words together. I was word joining like crazy yesterday. Yes, I was really right. tired, and uh, that's where we got uh, Mitley. Uh, uh, it was a no, Nitley. Nitley. <laughs> Nikki Six. Nitley Six. <laughs> Nick, Nikki Six and Motley Crue. I put them together, and it was Nitley, <laughs> Nitley Six. <laughs> I mean, you really do. When you mess words together, it ends up being really funny. It does. Every now and then, I will actually laugh at you said Albrise one time, and I was Albrise. like... Albrise. Yeah. I called him Albrise for a long stretch. Like, that guy's got a nice Albrise. All right, so that's what the giggling was all about. All right, uh, stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see the Young Dubliners. They're playing March 16th at the Event Center at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And here's the question that I have for you. What does the E stand for in Chuck E. Cheese. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. What does the E stand for in Chuck E. Cheese? And if you know the answer, we got a prize over here. We're going to go through some birthdays. Wednesday, March 9th, Oscar Isaac, the actor, uh, turns 43. He's... uh, been in our studio for a visit before. He was a very nice guy. It was about the time that he was promoting inside Llewellyn Davis. His career was on the upswing. Yeah, absolutely. And he just hosted SNL. He did, yeah. yeah. And, and, and did a really good job. Uh, so he's gone on to do some really cool things. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, uh, Ex Machina. Most recently in Dune, he's Duke Leto Atreides, who's fantastic in that. And now... He's going to be in the Marvel Universe with the Moon Knight. Which I'm very excited about. I, yeah. I know very little about this character, so I'm, I'm uh, happy to learn. I so. just, um, the, the the one guy that's in Moon Knight, he's a French actor. He ended up, he died a couple of months yes. ago, or a month and a half ago. I'm, I'm really hoping that, like, his character in this show finds its, it, like, that it wasn't he, about the takeoff. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, no. Not quite. Uh, take off. So, because I don't know, I, I, I didn't know the actor, but I know that he uh, he is uh, prominently featured in right. Moon Knight. Right. And I'm just hoping, just because it's you know being in that Marvel universe is such a uh, you know springboard for for an acting career that right. I'm hoping that like that that character wasn't supposed to live on in the Marvel universe. Well, you, you get know what, what I mean? you get. I know. Yeah, man. <laughs> So, he is 43 today. You also have actress Brittany Snow celebrating a birthday today. We had her in the studio one time. Yeah, that's right, for the American Dreams. Yeah, way back when. She was a lovely girl. Uh, (laughs) Hairspray, she went on to do Pitch Perfect. She's great in that series. Really good. Uh, She's 36 years old today. Juliette Binoche. From Chocolat. Oh! Uh, I start to get shivers when you mention Chocolat. Uh, Yes, because of a a trip we took out west. Before, well, before, wasn't that the film that was playing when we flew to uh, Hawaii? It was Hawaii, yes. Yes. And so normally they We were on a press junket. They have uh, the movies that they show on west-going aircraft are not the same movies they show on eastbound aircrafts. This is pre-iPad. So you don't accidentally watch the same movie twice. Well... Apparently, everybody on the plane had already seen the other movie, and they decided to show Shock a lot, which we said I had to see twice. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then you didn't have an option. You just had to watch what they had. Yes, exactly. I so was it out. She's 58 today. Uh, Linda Fiorentino, uh, who goes back to Vision Quest and Dogma and Men in Black. Uh, she is 62 today. She's really good. And we always observe the fact that you don't see her a lot these days because apparently she's hard to work with. Yep, that's the word. Charles Gibson. Now retired journalist. That's right. Anchor. He is uh, 79 years old today. Uh, Kato Kalen, OJ, OJ's famous house guest. The ultimate freeloading house guest. Yep. Made a career out of it. You know, uh, I hope I'm not giving away too much private information, but um, Rob McElhenney and Kalen Olson essentially live now where 
Cato used to live. No, I didn't it, know it's, that. Not, it's not the same facility. It's not the same home. Uh, OJ's uh, house was uh, was destroyed uh, off of uh, in Brentwood, off of uh, Sunset Boulevard, and that's where Rob and Caitlin now. And I was talking to Rob last year at one point, and uh, we just got to talking where he's living. And he's like. You know where Cato used to live? Wow. That's where we are now. If wow. you remember the trial, he was, he like, prior to the trial, uh, he was kind of shooting his mouth off about all the things. He was like, I wonder what that was about. I wonder what this is about. Then he got up on the stand and he clammed up. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yep. He's 63 today. Emmanuel Lewis's birthday. Oh. Webster. Uh, he is 51 years old. Today. I haven't seen any pictures of him lately. Yeah. No, me either. Yep. But uh, he's still, you know, obviously the diminutive inside. Isn't he a black belt? Black belt in either karate or taekwondo? Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's 51 today. Uh, you have actor Kerr Smith, who was on Dawson's Creek and in Final Destination. I don't know who he is, but he's. Uh, but I'm glad he's alive. He's 50 <laughs> years old today. I'm so excited that today is his birthday. And then the last birthday is actor Matthew Gray Gubbler, uh, and he is Dr. Spencer Reed on Criminal Minds. Oh, the Gubbler. Uh, yep, and uh, he is 42 years old. Casey and I were talking about him off air. He kind of. He he has they they've positioned him as kind of the geeky one yeah but he's actually a super handsome guy of you course. know he's one yeah. of those who yeah, can yeah. who can play that role they they stick some glasses on him or because yeah. he's just a nerd yes. yeah they mess up his hair a little bit put him in a cardigan <laughs> sweater and yep. give yeah. him some big words I'm just a nerd with eighteen inch biceps <laughs> uh, but he is forty two years old today all right <clears throat> let's see if someone knows. The answer to the stupid question, what does the E in Chuck E. Cheese stand for? And we will go to Fred for the answer. Hey, Fred, good morning. Hey, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Fred. All right, so what does the E stand for in Chuck E. Cheese? I believe it's entertainment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Fred. What it's all about there. Hang on a second. We are going to set you up. With a pair of tickets to see the Young Dubliners, and that is March 16th at the Event Center at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. And tickets are available to purchase at Ticketmaster.com. You have to be at least 21 or older. Uh, more information at RiversCasino.com slash Philadelphia. Is the entertainment in that case, Preston, the animatronic band or the parents getting into brawls? I, I would Ooh. imagine now it's the fights and shootings right. that happen from yeah. time to time. Well, that's where uh, Pancake and his wife met. Oh, they actually met there. Yeah, they, they both I knew that he there. was a manager, right, at one point? Yeah, uh, okay. guys, he was our connection. That's how we got Chuck E. Cheese in the studio, right? To meet Kathy for Kathy her birthday. For her birthday. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Did you know Chuck E. Cheese was originally a rat, and then in 1983 they, they changed his species from 77 to 83? Uh, I looked up his origins here, and he was he was a rat, and then in 83 they're like, hey, maybe rat yeah, doesn't maybe test well. Yeah. So they changed him into a mouse. Well, okay. briefly a centipede too. <laughs> well, all right. So I have got some entertainment stories. We're going to start with Kim. Do I even need to say her last name these days? No, in fact, uh, that's been the, long enough. Nothing says more about the world we live in than that fact. Uh, she is ready to be done with the drama. A source told Us <laughs> Weekly that she's hoping that Kanye can accept the reality of their divorce. Uh, she longs for the day, this is according to the source, longs for the day when things finally calm down and Kanye accepts the reality of the situation that she has moved on and doesn't want his drama interrupting her as she tries to move on with her life. I think he's doing absolutely everything the wrong way if he was looking to woo her back. Yeah. Uh, also, he's dating other women. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it doesn't show focus on her 
Do we have the clip from yesterday? It's Gene Simmons commenting on uh, yeah. on Kanye's situation. Even Gene Simmons gets it. All right. One second. Uh, there it is. All right, here we go. For the record, he's a talented guy. There's no question about it. There's, there's something clinically wrong with him, as he's admitted. No, at a certain point, if everybody misbehaves, it's a bitch slap. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was such a... <laughs> okay. He needs to be bitch slapped. Uh, another source shared that uh, the Skims founder is truly happy now that she's legally single, and it's a positive step forward in the divorce. Uh, even though other issues are still being disputed, it is a huge weight off of her shoulders. Do you notice we haven't seen uh, pictures recently of her with uh, Pete Davidson? Uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're seeing them all the time before. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what's up with that. Now, following the buzz that Kim was wrapped in caution tape for Balenciaga's Paris Winter 2022 collection... Kathy Griffin took to Instagram to share her own version of the look. On Tuesday, Griffin posted an old photo of herself in a caution tape dress, along with a photo of Kim at the Balenciaga show. And see, she said, ahead of my time again. Uh, Kardashian's caution tape look for Paris Fashion Week featured the word Balenciaga instead of caution. Uh, some joke that she seemed to have trouble walking in it because it was, it was like she was wrapped. <laughs> Tight in this thing. You know the bizarre thing is Kathy Griffin has a really good body. Yeah, she does. She yeah. does. Very. Uh, I guess she works out a lot. And she's in shape. Yep. Uh, the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star also posed with Salma Hayek at the event, who wore blue and yellow in support of Ukraine amid the Russian invasion. God, I would hate if my sort of reputation was that of a, a sartorial. You know, a person always dressed to the nines. I mean, because she can't go out of the house. Got to go out and stuff like this. Yes, it's got to be a nightmare. Yeah, to to dress ca- super duper casual. You would never see her in a Batman no. shirt. <laughs> uh, there's a picture, by the way, of our buddy Mike Jarek, <laughs> who wrapped himself in caution tape. I uh, think Mike wore it best. I think he did wear it best. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, this year's host for the Oscars are getting the creative juices flowing on Good Morning America. Yesterday, Girls Trip actress Regina Hall talked about how she is gearing up for the big night with Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. Uh, she said it's a lot of writing, talking, brainstorming, getting to know each other, feeling each other's comedic vibes, and drinking. We've been drunk a lot. I assume on that night they'll be doing a lot of coke. <clears throat> Hall said that we can expect the three hosts to work together in combination throughout the night and that they won't be doing individual hour-long segments for the three-hour event. Uh, when asked what former host that she'd call up for advice, she brought up Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she said uh, it was so fabulous when she hosted. Ellen DeGeneres was great, too. But I was so excited when Whoopi hosted. She said, um, as Good Morning America was playing footage of Goldberg descending into the audience in a gold sequin and feather-filled outfit. Hall also said she was looking forward to meeting Andrew Garfield and Denzel Washington. Uh, so that is, when is that? It's the end of the March month. March 8th, yep. So that's when that's coming up. Oh, March no, 8th? March 8th is yesterday. Never mind. That's <laughs> wow, when I this, missed it. That's when this article was. Uh, it's at the end of the month. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, uh, the stars turned out for the 2022 Oscar nominees luncheon in Los Angeles on Monday, and close to a dozen of the nominees are Delaware Valley native. How about that? There's a lot of people on board. So 6ABC was doing a little feature on this. Rattle them um, off. And uh, Kathy had sent this story to me uh, on Monday. David Ciorta, uh, or Sirota, I'm sorry is how you say his name, and Bradley Cooper saw each other for the first time since grade school. They had both played on the 1985 East Abington Little League team together. <laughs> That's great. And now both Montgomery uh, County natives are also nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Sirota is up for Best Original Screenplay for Don't Look Up. 
uh, which he wrote with, of course, Malvern's Adam McKay. So Adam is on board Look for that, that. too. Uh, Sroda is a journalist who grew up in Abington. On Monday, he got the the selfie that he was hoping for during that reunion with his old teammate Bradley. Uh, and he said, you got to be kidding me. Let me see that picture. I can't believe it. Uh, talking about the moment they've reconnected. Do you know that this luncheon actually used to be the awards no, ceremony? Really? The Academy Awards, when they first were um, put into effect, were presented during a luncheon. That was it. No big deal. I mean, it was big to the industry. Sure. And then when they went to, okay, we need to make this bigger and make this an evening thing, they kept the lunch as sort of a pre-party. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sirota also got a picture with uh, Will Smith, who is up for uh, two Oscars this year. So he is being counted as yeah. a Delaware Valley native. Yeah. Uh, during Sirota's interview with Action News, he was wearing an old T-shirt from the Spectrum. And uh, he's also a major Action News fan. He said that last time he stayed with Adam McKay in Los Angeles, he brought him a 6ABC T-shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, so. Bradley Cooper is our, our dear friend, and he's he's been on the show. We need to get the other folks on. Yeah. We do. We like do. Will Smith. Yep, we got to work on that. Uh, on Monday, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley were spotted together again in West Palm Beach, Florida, right <laughs> before the, it was announced that uh, Rodgers would be continuing his professional career with the Packers. I love you. Uh, the pair... <laughs> <laughs> the, you just snuck that in there. I love you. The pair were photographed during a brief visit as they left a private jet at the West Palm Beach Airport and returned to the same plane hours later. It's easier to love someone with a private jet. Uh, it is. Yeah, isn't I it? think so. I love you. I love, and I love jet. the private <laughs> jet. I love you, jet. I love you, human, and you own the jet. <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers and Woodley ended their engagement in February, but the football star and the big little, little Liza actress uh, have been spending a fair amount of time together lately. I'd like to see them uh, get back to snuff, and they, they seem like a good couple. Yeah. This they, chapter's not well, over you know yet. What? He has been linked to so many people that I have gone, oh, well, this one makes sense. So is it, Him and Olivia Munn, him right. and Danica Patrick. I'm like, yes, this that's that totally makes sense. So. Uh, the source told people uh, they both had intense work schedules in the fall, and it wasn't possible for them to focus on their relationship. And now when Aaron's uh, season is over, he wants to give it another try. I love you. He thinks that <laughs> Shailene is very special. Special. Uh, she is more She is more hesitant, though. You're more hesitant, though. <laughs> uh, he actually did a pretty good job as the host of Jeopardy when he was doing it. I was surprised. Uh, so we'll see, a little time, and uh, maybe it, it will heal the wounds. We'll have to see. Uh, but this wound is not healed. Kelly Clarkson's divorce from Brandon Blackstock has been finalized, and uh, I've got some details on it. The singer will pay her ex a massive one-time payment of just over $1.3 million, as well as a monthly child support payment. Uh, by the way, $1.3 million, that's a drop in the bucket. That is a drop in the bucket. Yep. Uh, but the child support payment will be $45,600 uh, for their two children. That's monthly. Uh, they have River Rose, who is seven, and Remington Alexander, who is five. Um, and additionally, the couple agreed on having joint custody of their kids, although River and Remington will live at Clarkson's Los Angeles residence. Another stipulation of the agreement is that both kids will be vaccinated against COVID-19 as they will be traveling out of state to see their father at the former couple's Montana ranch. Well, he'll, he will be living, uh, full time. Although Clarkson will get both of their Montana properties, Blackstock will pay her $2,000 a month while he stays there until June. So he's, he's renting until June. This is, this is crazy. Uh-huh. In addition to the one-time payment, the American Idol winner will also have to pay her ex $115,000 in spousal support per month 
until January 31st, 2024. So there's a time limit on that one. Uh, the amount for spousal support is lower than previously uh, wow. than the previous amount Clarkson was ordered to pay Blackstock in July of last year, which was $150,000 in addition to the $45,000 uh, per month for child support. Is this guy, is he not embarrassed by this? Like, well, come on. He has a career. He yeah. had a career. He and I, from, from what I understand, still has said career. I know. He's Listen, are you kidding me? I, the way I look at it is like, dude, you don't, you don't deserve any of this crap. Like, this is this is her money. This is her. Oh, career. embarrassed in that yeah, way. I thought yeah, you meant yeah. embarrassed because he's the man and he ought to be the breadwinner. And no, 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 not that at all. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I, listen, I don't know if he doesn't. Have a career or or anything like that, but, he, dude, but, he's but, getting, this is, yeah. but this is marriage. This I is know, that, know, that that's you know part of the the, the sacred bond. Yeah, the, the law can can lay into that into that as well. We, you, you, whoever is making the most, we're we're in a we're in a uh, uh, we're in a, a, a merger, a partnership. You know what I mean? I do, I do. And so, therefore, that's that's the way it goes. If if he had more money, he would be paying her. By the way, where were they married? They, were they married in, in California? I don't know. I okay. don't know where they got married, Steve. Uh, but uh, the court documents also state that the singer will get the family pets, multiple cars, including a Ford Bronco, a Ford F two fifty, and a Porsche Cayenne, as well as a flight simulator. <laughs> Oh, man. In turn, Blackstock will get the former couple's farm cattle, livestock, stock dogs, and horses. Wait a second. When you say flight simulator, is that like an actual thing on pneumatic pumps? For I'm your... thinking so. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what that is. Oh, not, man. Not, just a, not, a, not a, a computer game. Give up the kids and keep that flat out. Well, listen, there's more. So, so he's going to get the livestock, the dogs, the horses, multiple vehicles, including a Ford F-350, a Ford F-250, an ATV, and several cat snowmobiles. And he will also walk away with a golf simulator Whoa. and a couple of uh, Patek Philippe watches. Six gerbils, two cats, <laughs> a hamster, and a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel like you needed to do that with uh, this music. Right, totally, yeah. Yeah. And not only will you get the livestock, stock horses and horses, but you'll get the Ford F-350, Ford F-250, an ATV, and several cat snowmobiles. 20, $22,350. <laughs> and the actual retail price is... Oh, I'm sorry oh. you overbid on that, oh, Steve. God damn it. Oh, man. Uh, but he'll also walk away with a golf simulator. A and plane a simulator. Yes. And a goat. <laughs> a Porsche Cayenne and a goat. Uh, by the way, uh, Clarkson filed for divorce from Blackstock in June 2020 after seven years. The winning is just beginning. Marriage. Uh, this was fun. Uh, on the Ellen DeGeneres show yesterday, Zach Braff admitted that he had no idea that his on-screen wife, Gabriel, Gabriel Union, was married to NBA superstar Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Uh, Braff and Union play husband and wife on the upcoming Disney Plus remake of Cheaper by the Dozen. And he said, I knew what a knockout of a woman uh, knockout of a woman she was and that she's a great actress. And I just couldn't believe that they thought that she would legitimate. They would legitimately pick me as her husband. He said, as far as her husband in real life goes, first of all, I knew nothing about sports. So when she kept talking about her husband, Dwayne, I was like, oh, well, I hope one day I get to meet this Dwayne. I had no idea who he was. Well, that's probably good. Uh, yes. And he ended up saying that uh, they're just the coolest couple. I was worried about pretending to be her husband, so all I could do was get in the best shape that I could and have some abs, and I had an ab or two. You know who his it. girlfriend is? Uh-uh. Florence Pugh. Forgotten. Oh, no man. way. Yep. Wow, lucky him. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty awesome. Speaking of her, I have a story involving her. According to The Hollywood Reporter, 
Uh, she is in talks to join uh, Timothy Chalamet in the Dune sequel. Uh, if the deal goes through, Pew would be cast in the role of uh, Princess Arulian. Cool. Which is interesting because kind of the, the story is from her perspective. Yeah. Um, she's the... Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? She kind of keeps the records of what happens in history at that point. Not the stenographer, the, the archivist? Yeah, the archivist, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. A lot of people want in on this uh, on the student Siegel. Rob Pattinson was saying he wants to be a part of it as well. I could see that. Uh, Chris Rock and Kevin Hart are gearing up to co-headline their first joint tour. A five-night show titled Rock Heart. Only headliners allowed. Will uh, show will take place at venues across New York and New Jersey, uh, between, between July twenty first and July twenty fifth. That'll be huge. I didn't see the venues. I wonder if they're going to do the um, each one switches who closes. Well, that's what uh, that's what people are wondering right. uh, about who's going to be who's going to be the uh, the headliner. Uh, Hart discusses uh, discussed his relationship in a press release, starting stating. Uh, when Chris and I realized that we were both going to be on tour this year, we immediately knew we needed to do something special. I cannot think of a better way to celebrate the return of live comedy than to co-headline a show with my brother Chris Rock. He said this is a major moment in comedy and one for the history books. So it's five straight nights. They're doing Jones Beach, then the Prudential, Prudential Center in Newark, uh, Madison Square Garden, then the PNC Arts Center in Holmdale. Uh, and then back into Brooklyn. Um, so that's really cool that they're doing five in and around the New York area. But you think maybe they could work their way down here? Come it's just on, a, I mean, a hop down the turnpike. Seriously, yeah. Play your hometown. He's already mm-hmm. played the link, you know. Yep. Uh, Bro. So many are looking forward to sold-out event with two of the biggest and blackest comedians in Hollywood, <laughs> according to the report. Uh, for tickets inf- uh, ticket information, you can visit LiveNation.com. That will be a juggernaut. That yeah, yeah. Uh, this is fun. Pop sensation Harry Styles and rock legend Mick Fleetwood have taken their cross-generational friendship to the beauty industry. Now, the singer is enlisted. The 74-year-old Fleetwood Mac drummer, uh, Styles' musical hero and confidant, by the way, as the new face of his beauty and apparel brand called Pleasing, which Styles launched late last year. Mick Fleetwood is his idol? Yep, yep. That's an interesting idol. Uh, Styles recently told Vogue he is a magical man. Mick is someone who brings me and countless others great joy. I felt there couldn't be a better embodiment of pleasing or a person who could so naturally capture the wizardry that we love. Uh, the campaign for the brand's second micro collection called Shroom Bloom launched on Monday with Fleetwood at the front of the product launch that includes face and nail products. And apparel that Styles says is an intoxicating escape evoking curiosity. Uh, photographed by Anthony Pham, Fleetwood is portrayed as a psychedelic sorcerer of sorts. Uh, the British rocker, rocker is captured sporting a lavender zebra print suit accompanied by a purple top hat and wearing pleasing nail polish. And he peeks down from behind half-moon spectacles in one shot, strums a guitar... Uh, in the next, and lazes alongside an illustrated frog in a field of flowers and mushrooms in another one. Uh, so they're going for this kind of trippy look, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, the campaign, which features pleasing T-shirts and a number of colorful manicures, was shot at Fleetwood's home in Maui, and his pet pig, Tilly, also makes an appearance. So uh, he's, the, he's the, the base of this yep, yep, project. All right. Yep, exactly. So as for how the two came together... Uh, Fleetwood credits a 2014 One Direction concert at the Rose Bowl that his then 12-year-old twins insisted that he take them to. He said eventually the girls 
realized that dad was actually causing a bit of a commotion. They said of being recognized at a meet and greet. And Styles, who had been a lifelong fan, spotted the six foot five rocker at the show and introduced himself. Introduced himself. Uh, Styles is also friends with Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he said, um, Fleetwood oh, said, yeah. two factions from completely different worlds came together. We really connected because it turned out that Harry had been brought up around Fleetwood Mac's music when he was a child. And so on and off for years, we've had this passing in the night relationship, which has included him doing Fleetwood Mac songs and doing countless little and big things with Stevie. How so, about that? That was an unlikely pairing. cross-generational. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought you, I thought naturally he would be a fan because of uh, Running Man. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course, yes. His, uh, <laughs> uh, his cinematic uh, Debut. achievement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. In People Exclusive, Kelly Ripa performs her rendition of... Uh, Patrizia Reggiani in a teaser for Live with Kelly and Ryan's after Oscar show. Her co-host Ryan Seacrest will be dressing up as Spider-Man. The after Oscar show will air on March 28th. So she was dressing as Lady Gaga's House of Gucci character. Uh, sort of a, a riff out the buoy, right? Yeah, they're, exactly. Yes. They're, it's an Oscar thing. It's an Oscar thing. So they're going to play I love it. I love Rip. I love them. I love everyone. So that should be just... You get a different perspective up here in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Page Six reports that Outlander star Sam uh, Hugan, is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. Hagen? Yeah. Uh, H-E-U-G-H-A-N. He was photographed kissing a mystery woman Ooh. in New York City over the weekend. It seems to no, two- can I'm married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, it seems that the two weren't afraid of showing a little PDA during their lunch. Wait, is it Hugan Hagen? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Huga from uh, Frozen? <laughs> never mind. What the song that they sing? The 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 people. The, oh, at the beginning, yeah. I've never known it as Huga Huga. Those people. <laughs> yeah. But in the sauna. Big big summer blowout. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, don't they sing a Huga Huga? <laughs> I don't remember them singing a Huga Huga. <laughs> now I really want to know. <laughs> all right, we so, need to get the clip that Casey's yeah, talking right. about to find out what Huga, the Huga Huga is about. Yeah. yeah. But that's he, right? he goes, hello, yeah. family, and they go, hello. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huga Huga. <laughs> Jesus. There's nope. a Huga Huga song. Well, there's right. a hey, oh, hey, ah, uh, you know, at the at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the beginning. But maybe. you never call it Huga Huga. No, we can call it a Huga Huga. Uh, okay. Hey, ho, hey, ha, uh, <laughs> hey, here, <laughs> hey. Okay, anyone can find the Huga Huga. He got huh. from Frozen, the Broadway musical. Okay, so maybe it's the musical version because my kids that's were what in the... it is, Casey. Okay. Because that's that's not in not the, in the movie. movie. Got it. But we're looking at a at a, a YouTube description, and it says Higgy, H Y G G E from Frozen, the Broadway musical. So I, I didn't even know there was a Broadway musical. I didn't know that either. So my kids were in it. Oh my god, my daughter, Dad, you're wrong. Uh, it's in the musical. But he just that, got a text well, from his daughter. Texting. <laughs> yeah, but she was in the mu- she was Olaf in the musical, That's and crazy. I remember that from yeah. Okay. Uh, so I remember it from that. I don't know the movie as well because it's not as good as Tangled. But- Casey, uh, Casey Junior, could you call in now and sing that for us on the air, please? Oh my gosh. Call the hotline. That'd she be will good. not do that. Why? She's Why? a Broadway. She's, she's been on stage. She's yet. really she's a talented. Star. She's yeah. a Broadway star. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she a leading role oh. on Broadway? Uh, no pressure, but if she does, we'd love it. Uh, this they, is a big. This is a, yeah, it's like one. being in front of a Just live audience. Give us the first half of the show. If she's listening, she heard me. So, All right, well, take anyway. us up to intermission. Hey, 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 
Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, is the opening song somebody had texted. <laughs> Sounds like oh, Nell when she's having an orgasm. Uh, by the way, hege is a Danish and Norwegian word for a mood of coziness oh. and comfortable convivality. Conviviality. What the hell is that? Uh, uh, pleasant. Okay, conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment as a oh. cultural category with its sets of associated. Oh, oh yeah. practice high hege has more or less the same meaning as in Danish and Norwegian. So there you go. So here's something kind of cool. Uh, my my daughter said no. She's not okay. going to do it. <laughs> she's actually listening to us on the bus right now. She's like, you know, so I thought maybe she'd be listening. Oh, she, she was went, in the car with uh, my, my wife, but she's actually. Can she get the bus to do Let It Go? Being everyone on the bus? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. But, okay, now I see why she doesn't want to do right. it. No. She's on the bus. I wouldn't want to do it either. But she's choosing to listen to us. That's. Is that a big accomplishment? That's terrifying. <laughs> Fills my heart. Does oh, your heart good. good? Yeah. All right. Excellent. Good morning, Casey. Thanks for checking in. Um, let's see. According to Us Weekly, coming out Colton star, Colton Underwood and Andy Cohen on Monday uh, said that he and his fiance Jordan C. Brown, will not be signing a prenuptial agreement. In your face. He said, we've already had this conversation. We're in it for the long haul. <laughs> I know you guys have opinions on prenups, but... Uh, we don't want to put those vibes out there. He you said, don't want those so. vibes out there. Man, oh man. <laughs> Anybody who makes that statement out loud <laughs> usually goes back to regret that at one point. So yeah. we'll see. All right, I think we're ready for clips, gang. A time-traveling fighter pilot looks back on his own life when he's forced to team up with his 12-year-old self in the Atom Project. And here, Zoe Saldana discusses what she would do if she could go back in time. I would want to go back and talk to younger younger versions of, of people, yeah, and, and of myself primarily. I really like to to figure it out and, and, and practice every day, you know, being bold to take steps into places that make me feel absolutely and utterly uncomfortable, but also like, I, I, to remain as open as I possibly can. I want to see you naked. <laughs> uh, the Adam Project drops on Netflix this Friday, Casey. I know. This Friday. All right, next clip. Here we go. Season two of Kung Fu is kicking off with a Year of the Tiger-inspired two-part uh, premiere. Uh, in this clip, star Olivia Liang talks about why her character is an example of good representation of good representation in television. Here we go. It is an absolute privilege for me to be able to portray Nikki Shen, who is a strong, empowered Asian woman living in America. I think it is so vital to see a Asian American woman who is using her voice, who is taking up space, standing her ground, and who is unapologetically herself. <laughs> I had no idea that there was a show called Kung Fu out now. I did. Yeah, I have not seen it. Uh, I, I, The one thing I want to know is, is it an extension of the Kung Fu series of the, and Kung Fu, a new generation? Is it part of that lineage? Or is it a standalone reimagining yes. of it uh, in a current day? Good question. Season two of Kung Fu premieres tonight on The CW. That is what I have. That's the entertainment report for you this morning. So with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we're going to enjoy our Wednesday morning together. We've got stuff for you to win. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Stay put. We'll be back shortly. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shops. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. For the 
Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Casey has um, Sixers season tickets. Yes. Yeah, uh, maybe. Are you going to go to tomorrow night's game? The no. triumphant return of Ben Simmons? No, I sold those tickets like uh, the second James Harden got traded. Um, and I cashed in, baby. Because <laughs> uh, the value <laughs> like tripled yep. on uh, the face value, like tripled. But Is that right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. would imagine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just knew it was going to be a hot ticket. The promise was that Ben was going to play, possibly. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to cash in. And he's apparently not going to play, but will be in He's going to be there. He's right. going to be he's sitting there. there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nick had, had posed an interesting question, and this is one we would like to pose to you and, and see if you've ever been put in a situation because he is going to be uh, in a uh, at the center of a place that hates him. And uh, and and just curious if, if you have ever had occasions where – You've entered into something just knowing uh, that you are going to be hated where you're going to. But you've got, you have no you option. Have to go. You've you got, got to go. You've you got to go no matter yeah. what. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. Oh, you wouldn't? No. At no. all? Wow. No, I would not go. You don't, don't want to rip the Band-Aid off? Like, to, to me, they, there's a part of, I kind of understand where Ben's coming from. By the way, this is if he shows up. There right. are reports saying that right. he might not. But I, I think he probably will be there tomorrow night. But, like... It's going to happen at some point where he's going to have to come back into the building, right? So, like, get it done. Get it over with and then move forward with your life. Oh, I think it's going to be a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to tear him apart. Did I hear correctly? Who was talking about perhaps... Celebrating his return with a with a with a film or like no. A, like, so what I uh, this is what, what it was is the deal. Normally, when players come back to oh, yeah. come back to Philadelphia, if they're liked, they will they will celebrate yeah. them. Basically, say hey, yeah. you know, thank you or, or whatever. And so was that suggested floated for him? It couldn't. Have been. I no. I yes. No. I heard the same thing, Steve. I heard it a couple of days ago. Um, I don't know if they were saying that the Sixers organization was actually <laughs> considering it. What they were saying was, is it's typically done when a when a player comes back. There's no way they're going to do it for him. They can't. It typically happens when a celebrated... You know, right. When, when someone who yeah. has a history, a long history of... Well, uh, no, no, you know no. They when they do? play for another team, sometimes they'll do something... Even for... If yeah, it sure. hasn't been a, a career player? Yeah, wow, if, okay. if they come back, if they're still playing for... If they're, you know, they were traded or whatever, it may be something little, but sometimes they will recognize that okay. player. Do a film of him... When he was just standing around during right during training, you know, off to the side, just sitting there and make that not your, doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, it, it, they they the, did it for somebody recently. Oh, well, the Flyers did it for Gosses Bear. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm, I'm sure the Sixers have done it too. But yeah, I mean, a player that is liked and respected by the fans when oh, he walks back into yeah. the building. All right, Sorry. so so anyhow, going going into places right. that uh, that that you know uh, that everyone just doesn't like you. I'm, I I can't remember anything like that happening to me. However, being in this business though, there are competing radio stations. Oh yeah, and sometimes you can end up at events where it's like, I don't think this is our audience. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh, and especially if you have like a a full on like hatred of two radio stations or or, or very um uh, very strong. Uh, fanship, and they therefore hate the other one. So for for years, there was you know kind of a uh, a head head thing with a WMMR and WYSP, and 
when we were at uh, Y100, we, yeah. you know, we we had uh, competing radio stations as well. When I was at WDRE, Y100 was our competing uh, radio station. And so you would enter into events that might be kind of like uh, maybe a concert or something like yeah. that, where both uh, radio stations shared that that. Uh, 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 that artist, and you'd be like, man, if it's more people from the other radio station, <laughs> we're gonna have I'm an gonna issue. He- I'm gonna hear it yeah. when I get on stage to introduce the band or something like that. And it's not fun. I mean, it's whatever. You you can blow it off later on, but in the moment, it's like, oh god, these people hate me. You <laughs> and I were actually at a place where no one wanted us there, uh, except the person who arranged for us to come there. When we went to speak to youths at a correctional facility. Yes. <laughs> Delaware County I Correctional mean, Facility. It, it yeah. was the worst call. And it was like it, a career day. We were there to, to talk about the radio industry. <laughs> and, and, and we walk in. And it was, I've never seen a more sullen group of people in my life. Oh, my life. God. I mean, and it makes Shawshank look like a frat party. These were juveniles, but they were huge. Yeah. <laughs> they were big, scary juveniles that wanted to kill us. All right, so two questions. About that event in particular, uh, at any point did you guys look at each other and be like, we should go? (laughs) We had no choice. We were actually in a a classroom. All right. um, And and it, it wasn't that long that we had to give our riveting dissertation. Oh, they Where they paid care. attention everywhere. Anybody yeah. have any questions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, how but long? They t- <laughs> they didn't put us out in the yard or anything no. like that. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to like to events you were describing with the, you know, with the other radio stations, Preston, like, you know, I, I got divorced six or seven years ago, and it, it's amicable. I get along with yeah. my ex-wife just fine. But there are moments where you re-enter your ex's life, be it family or yeah. friends or whatever. Mm. And walking into a situation like that, it's just uncomfortable at best. And sometimes it's just downright awkward. And sometimes, Kathy... You avoid it entirely. Yeah. You're just like, you know right. what? Going. The headache that's attached to this or, or heartache or whatever, you're just like, I don't really want to experience that today. I need to be over there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just, I wonder if it, you know, for you, Nick, was, was harder in your head than it oh, actually sure. was. Okay. Yeah, you think about it way too much in advance and, uh, and then you avoid it. And it's usually not that bad. But there are people who hold grudges. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go to, uh, let me go to Aaron on the phones. Good morning, Aaron. Oh, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Aaron. All right, so somewhere that you you have to go and you know everybody doesn't like you. Okay, so I'm a teacher, um, and my first teaching position out of uh, college was in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, And after my first, like, awesome, give it all you got, um, (laughs) lesson plan, I go and have my review with my principal, and she tells me, that my eighth grade girls are never going to accept me because I'm a pretty white girl. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> so, and, yeah, way to start the year. <laughs> right. So how did that resolve? How did that end up? Um, She was kind of right. No, they didn't like you? They hated you? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they hated me, but it was just really hard to get... It was hard to get their respect. She was right. Yeah, and you're kind of fighting an uphill battle. So, well, yeah. Exactly. Wow, man. How long, how long did you work there? One year. That was enough. Okay, man. Yeah, that's somehow with 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 a, with a classroom whatever the dynamic. My my brother wanted to be a teacher and and ended up just the, he could not gel with the students mm. and uh, so he ended up in the army and secret service and it took it a whole different trajectory. Right. But I mean, you know, you're there. I'm going to change minds. I'm going to I'm going to Robin Williams this one. Yeah. You know, and it just doesn't doesn't work here janet uh people hate her every day let me go to her <laughs> hi janet you're on the air good morning good morning it how are you today good morning it we're wonderful what's up 
Um, have a great morning. I wanted to tell you where you go, where I go every day that people hate me. Okay. <laughs> so it's to work. Oh, so no. if, when you're a manager and you manage a bunch of people that you have to hold accountable to rules and they, you know, come in and punch the clock and then go on a coffee break or they call out, you know, every Monday and Friday and then you have to hold them accountable for attendance. So when you have to, um, uh, you know, hold people accountable to the rules. Uh, every day you go to work, the rule breakers hate you. Well, yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. Someone who's like in HR or or, or someone you know, who has to deal with, like like an assistant principal. Traditionally, I've always remembered in school was always sort of the disciplinarian mm-hmm. was always disliked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So you kind of have that vibe going on, Janet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, and it's a great, great feeling to go to work every day where half the people hate you. So, oh how, how do you, how do you not let that get to you? Um, well, eventually, rule breakers who are held accountable either uh, leave or get terminated because mm-hmm. if they don't turn it around, you, you actually know, kill them. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she keeps a fifth of whiskey in the desk. <laughs> right. That that That's would wear on. It. That would wear on um, yeah. you after a while. I think to just. Well, yeah, you can't you can't go to work to be everybody's best friend when you have to be the rule enforcer, right? So and, yeah, and it's tough. All right, have you? Uh, has it ever gotten to you enough to where you go? I don't want to do this anymore. I and and listen, you're just doing your job, and, yeah. and you're and you're holding people accountable to the rules, which are necessary to to govern the people that 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 work there. But is it ever get to be like I I just don't like being disliked? Well, I think sometimes you have to. They say that you sometimes you have to focus. Um, they say you spend eighty percent of your time on twenty percent of the people. It's so, true. The bad apples. Eventually, you know, you have to you have to turn that around and, and focus on the eighty percent that are the good employees, right? So yeah. they're the ones that you have to make it, you know, a good day over. Okay. So that's the way I try to. All, do. Right. All right, man, that would yeah. suck. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what gig would be being around people who don't like you all the time is a prison guard, correctional oh. institution. Yeah, and and how, you know. Uh, listen, you got into that position because you, for some reason it spoke to you as, as a job you want to do, and maybe you have the right physical requirements, you're a larger person, intimidating, whatever it needs to be to do that. But I would think that that would just, after a while, that would just beat on you, you know what my, I mean? My younger brother, before he became a police officer, was a corrections officer at, at a prison. Was it fun? <laughs> no. I can't imagine. No, that's why he, he, got, he got out of it because, yeah. listen, and... You're, 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 for, now listen, he was an, he's a no-nonsense guy, and he knows how to handle people. But still, the, the majority of the prisoners just reflexively don't like you. Yeah. That's the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. That's and the I, person who's keeping you in the prison. I think, too, a lot of times uh, jobs like that or maybe like a TSA agent at the airport, like people who sometimes aren't the friendliest, it yeah. might be because the majority of the people don't like them at their job. Mm, maybe, yeah, might be. Uh, I'm going to go to Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. I was scared because Dracula. Yes, of course, aren't we all? <laughs> scared Dracula. Dracula. Please make it a t-shirt. All right, we're working on it. We're working on it. All right, what's up, Josh? So uh, I was an amateur wrestler, and um, I actually got picked up to go train with the WWE. Nice, oh. nice. Yeah. So nothing came of it. I, <laughs> I was yeah. so out of my league. But um, those wrestlers at the promotion I came from hated me for it. Uh, I, I was a bit of a hardhead, too. It also didn't help that I was currently holding the title 
and they wanted me to drop the title to somebody who I thought didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. So that on top of, oh, and he's moving on up to WWE, like, uh, yeah, hated me. And uh, they would stiff arm me. I got my nose broke. I had to do three matches before I moved on under contract. That's funny. Man. That's funny because that dynamic, and obviously things are, are at a level are, are, are scripted and you're doing all that. But, you know, you hear stories about wrestlers who just don't like each other, you know, they're performing and will do cheap tricks to uh, to actually really injure the other wrestler. You were getting that kind of treatment? Yeah. So That blows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was rough. But all right. What if you're... I'm an accountant. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, the wrestlers Thanks, have gosh. made millions of dollars, have built careers on being hated. Yeah. 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 Let me go to, here's another professional. I'm going to go to Joanne. And by the way, we're, we're uh, talking about the fact that Ben Simmons will be back in the Wells Fargo Center tomorrow night, and everybody hates you. What is that like? And I'll go to Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So where is it? What is, it has to do with your profession. What do you do to where everybody hates you? I write parking tickets. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Enough said. My- <laughs> <laughs> Even if you were the nicest, oh, friendliest man. person, like no one's gonna like you. Can't you let them I go? Am, I am. I am a great person. <laughs> I am the nicest person, but uh, let's see. I've had Pepsi bottles thrown at me. Oh, oh no. that's not cool. <laughs> People have tried to run me over. They've actually popped the curb and came up on the sidewalk oh, and tried God. to run me over. So, right. what did anyone ever actually get physical with you? No, thank God that has never happened. I've all been right. doing this for about four years now, so all it's right. never happened. So real quick, when all right, so once you get pen to paper, you can't stop, right? I'm going to say no. Oh, okay. This is why we don't like you. <laughs> yeah. hey, Joanne, do you have... Wait, pe- it, listen, listen. It's all in the approach. Okay. It's literally all in yeah. the approach. If you approach us differently, then... Are you giving me a ticket? Yeah. Then we're we're different, also. But when you approach us like a mad person, yeah, I think that's know. that's very valid, uh, Joanne. I, and that would stand for so many things, right? The way, right, exactly, right. Yeah, um, Joanne, how often does it happen where someone where you'll be there writing it and they'll take it and crumple the ticket up and <laughs> throw it on the ground? <laughs> well, the fun part of my job is. I have unrippable paper in my machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, so people try. That's the best part of my day when people look crazy because they can't, they can't the Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. So, so oh even though gosh. you can't, once you put pen to paper... Um, what what is the number one approach to take? What what can someone say that might get them out of a ticket you're dispensing? Um, well, I work on a main street, so there's a lot of people that are in the eye doctor, and they do run late. So they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, I I didn't know I'd be this long in the eye doctor," or "Oh, I didn't know I had to pay the meter. I didn't have any change." So there's there's nice little, you know, approaches. And and I'm pretty lenient, but okay. sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. You call, you call for backup. Yeah. But simply wearing the uniform, walking your job, yeah. um, you're, you're entering into an environment where people don't like you. Yeah, every wow. day. Every All right, day. yep. Yeah, Joanne, are you in a city or in a smaller town? <gasps> I am in a smaller town. I'm right outside of Langhorn. 
Oxford Valley area. Okay. So the, the meters, uh, now uh, that's starting to just, I, by the way, how do they determine if you are, uh, so I'll, I'll use the parking app. I'll pull up uh, places that used to be metered now have the parking app. How do you randomly check if a car is exceeding its time that's parked in one of those app parking areas? See, now here's the thing. I'm in a small little town called Bristleboro. We don't have the parking app. Uh-huh. We only have the meters. All okay. right. Okay. Old school. All right. Yeah. And who has chains? Nobody has. It's, <laughs> it's the younger generation because none of us really carry chains. Yeah. Right. You're Bristol right. Bristleboro, yeah. Joanne. Be careful today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Joanne. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have right, a great we'll one. By you the too. way, I, I hate the, the parking apps. I can't stand it. Yeah, you uh, can't stand it. Does it work for you? Because I'm not totally sure I know. if it if I paid for it or not. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you know, we should have a countdown for yeah, you. Yeah, but I've had it happen a couple times where it's been a mystery, and I got a, I got a ticket in Maniunk one time because of that. That sucks. There should be a way to determine if... Uh, ah, hell. Ah, hell. Let's go <laughs> back. What am I talking about? I'm yeah. an idiot. All right. Uh, going to places where you know people are going to not like you yeah. uh, is the uh, the topic of conversation because Ben Simmons in town tomorrow night. I'm going to go to Anthony who's been on hold for a little while. Anthony, good morning. Hey, good morning. Ed. How are you? Good morning, Ed, buddy. We're good. All right. So yours was a specific event, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, lowest of low, got thrown out of a funeral. Ooh. You got thrown oh, out of a funeral? Yes, yes. It was, um, long, you know, just to summarize it, I was married for 17 years. She ended up cheating on me, so I wanted a divorce. Yeah. So she, 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 she wanted to get back together. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, so she, she passed away um, two years ago because of substance issues. Right. And at that time... I had I have two boys, so my one boy was fourteen, my other boy was was fifteen. So, you know, obviously I was dreading taking them to this funeral, and went in there and just the, the, the dirty looks from everyone in there from her family side because they hated me because hmm. I divorced her and was approached and said you need to leave. So wow. the, her 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 kids, those were her kids that, that you're with, right? Yes. That's so the so I mean. There. Taking my kids to the funeral—that's the only reason wow. I went. Yeah, you need—they they need to. They, it was wrong to do that because and she cheated on you. Yeah, and yet you still—and and they held a grudge because you did not want to make the marriage work after she had cheated on you. Well, no, it was—it was—it was no, no, it was. There were other issues too that were going on. I and I—I ha, I had enough. So, right. I mean, we, we we had been divorced for what almost ten years. So I mean. I've had, I, I had no contact with her family at all, um, huh. you know. Um, and what, then, was a lot of it that she could that? get her parking app to work and you couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> but no. no, they told me to leave, and they're like, your kids could stay. So I literally oh. sat out in the car. Okay. Wow, man, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, it sucks for the kids. Is what yeah. it sucks for. But did you know that going into it that when I go in there, um, everybody's going to hate me? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I was like, I was dreading. Going in there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. but sometimes you have to. Yes, this is the mother of your children. You right. had to attend. Right. I had to bite the bullet. Yeah. And, and I, I did. I did it for my kids. But I'm like, oh my god. Right. You should have come in like, hey guys, hey, yeah. listen, yeah. water <laughs> under the bridge, right? Yeah. All right, Anthony. Yeah. Thank I, you, I, man. For God's sake. All right. We'll see you. Uh, I wanted to go to this call. This sounds interesting. 
Uh, Al is on the line. Hey, Al, good morning, man. Good morning. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Wonderful. Al, so this is, uh, yeah, this is dealing with fans, right? Your particular situation. With, what'd you call it? Fans. Say, stands? Yes, yeah, F-A-N-S, fans. Oh, fans. Oh, no, no, no. This is dealing with players. Oh. Oh, okay. I got you. I thought that I'm reading the description here. So why don't you spell it out for everybody? In 1986, I tried out for the Eagles. Didn't make it 87. What, the strike year? Yeah. Yes. I, be, I crossed the picket line. <sighs> All right. So just driving into the stadium. I had Reggie White punch my windshield. <laughs> the Minister of Defense? That guy was a reverend. <laughs> he is a reverend. When, when did the guy's name wow. Stan become an issue? <laughs> no, so yeah, so how yeah. how you must have felt lower than low. Uh I still feel that way. <laughs> God. Oh, you you regret doing it? I do not, because I played in the NFL, did you? <laughs> right, exactly. That's, I'm, I'm with you, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, and then the following year, I actually did make an NFL team. I don't want to say who they were, but talk about hated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a lot to... they did to me. Give give us the worst. Give us the worst thing they did uh, that you can see on the radio. Well, other than spin, punching through my windshield, um, I don't know. I guess uh, filling my locker up with shaving cream, stuff like that. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a prank. That's prank not that bad. All right, you know, All right. but still, it doesn't make you feel yeah. welcome. So, so you crossed the the picket line, and uh, and and you knew going there. Did you have any idea that you were going to get that kind of reception? I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're walking in, they're calling you a rat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a scab and all that stuff. I mean, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, crossing picket lines is never fun for anybody in any yeah. situation. Yeah. All I right. Thanks, it. Al. Yeah, now the the picket yeah, line, I'd say like guys. a uh, like a, a fast food place, as opposed to a picket line that's comprised of football players. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that that is a scenario like this where you're you know you're you're going to go for whatever your reason yeah. is to go and work. And you know that you're going to face a mob of people who hate that you. hate you yeah. and want you to know it. That's kind of like this Ben Simmons thing tomorrow it is. night. Yeah. But uh, that would suck uh, in being in that position. Uh, let me go to, uh, yeah, this one's, uh, I'm going to go to Gregory. Hey, Gregory. Oh, wait, I don't have you here. Now you're on the line. Gregory, good morning. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Great. What's up, buddy? So I'm a school. I'll be brief. I'm a school psychologist. I determine the program and placement of children who are referred for special ed services. All right. This little boy was six years old. He had behavior problems. They wanted me to recommend a program that was outside of his school because that would make it easier for for school based staff. And I knew going into this meeting they wanted to railroad this kid, and I was armed and loaded, so to speak. I had everything set up in terms of what I was going to say. And I said, you guys are in violation of the laws that govern special ed. And I knew they were going to hate me. The principal was so mad, she was shaking. She was, she was like shivering. And, you know, my member doesn't touch the ground, but after that day, it got a little bit closer because wow. I'm not going to let them railroad this kid for their own convenience. Wow. So you, were, you stood up for the kid. So I have to assume at this point you still feel good about what you did, even if you caught hell for it. Yeah, I definitely call it hell. And these kind of scenarios come up, you know, more often than not. And I know, okay, this is going to be this is going to be one of those meetings. I'm the guy that's going to say no. You have to 
meet this kid's needs in their neighborhood school. You're not going to move him or her because it'll make, you know, y'all's lives easier. So what, what, not going to happen. Did, when you, no, nobody wants to hear it when I'm telling them they know they're wrong. They don't want to. Nobody wants to hear that. Right. You all know, you all know you're doing wrong in this case. Well, let me ask you a question. How did it manifest from there on in at work? Were you were you kind of just shunned? You know, after a couple of days, things kind of went back to normal because they knew I was right. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It didn't. It didn't get it. Yeah, just it was that that uh, the one occasion or a couple of days. They did hire a football player to punch your windshield. Gregory, we we got to wrap it. I I got you. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. But uh, yes, so that can put you in a position where you know that it's going to be. You got the opposition. That happens a little more often. But Ben Simmons is going to feel the wrath of the city tomorrow night, at least of the Sixers fans. Mm. Right. And we will see how that goes. I'm sure it's uh, he's preparing himself. Maybe for it'd be you. a wonderful welcome. You never yeah. know. Eh. I wonder, Actually, you kind of know. Is there a chance he doesn't come at all still? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah I bet you okay. he doesn't come. All right. uh, anyhow, we need to take a break because we're going to go on Fox Good Day when we return. Yes. So let's do that very thing. We will uh, have the bizarre file on the way as well. And a secret text word, your chance uh, to win some Black Crows tickets uh, at the Borgata in July. So text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going Taking live. Everybody back. Fox, good day. Listeners, our viewers, back to their school day. School day. How far have you ever gone to pass a test? Uh, I'm talking about cheating. Have uh. you ever cheated? Preston, let's start with you. Have you ever cheated? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you do it? I was a horrible student. Um, so, it, biology, and I remember specifically because instead of sitting at desks, sometimes we would sit at our uh, lab station, okay? So, it was a okay. uh, it was a table. The table had drawers on it. Uh-oh. Okay? So, the day before, I took a little cheat sheet <laughs> and I put it in the drawer because I knew where I was going to be sitting. Awesome. And my teacher was across awesome. that way. And so, I could put my arm this way, reach down here below... <gasps> And open the drawer up and look at the uh, cheater, cheater. look at the answers. I know. Did you ever get caught? Um, did I ever get caught cheating? I feel like you'd remember. Mm, yeah. No, well, I got caught doing other things. So it's <laughs> other things that make that look like nothing. There's a list, yeah. and cheating would have been low down on that list. So. When he was a drug mule, he got caught for that. But no. Uh, oh my gosh. Mm. All right, Steve. I, I didn't cheat all that much. I there was a guy I remember that was getting president of science. It was. Uh, uh, earth science, and the guy next to me was like the, the the normal kind of kid who just blended into everything, but this kid was a psychotic cheater, and he walked up. The teacher was in the hallway talking to another teacher. We're about to take a test. He walked right up to the teacher's open briefcase, took the key, the answer key out, brought it back, jotted down the numbers, all of this, and I'm, I'm watching. He's like a master criminal, and so I, I admit I looked at his... Sh- 
his test during the yeah. uh, the test taking. That's as far as it went. I didn't do writing, um, you know, answers on my arms or anything right. like that. I have an elaborate one if we have a moment. So sure. a, uh, <laughs> this guy I went to school with, his name was Skippy, believe it or not. Skippy. So he, he, he went to great lengths. So what he did, the, the door to this particular classroom, it was a history class, led to outside of the building, okay? So what he okay. did was he took... Uh, masking tape, and he taped over the the part in the door uh, handle that that goes into the the right, frame to okay. keep it open. Yeah. So he okay. taped it, all right. And later that night, came back when the school was closed. Oh, man, uh, knew where the test was hidden. The test was in a cabinet that was locked with a padlock. Oh, but he took a screwdriver and undid the hinges. Oh my god! <laughs> On the cabinet, opened it up, got it out, got the test, boom, and did it that way. That was one of the most elaborate. Uh, uh, cheatings that's, that I've that's, ever heard that's, of. Uh, that's Ocean's Eleven level. Why not? Right. Study. Yeah. That's a movie. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, did we mention to Kathy about the meatball guy? Oh, no, we were just at Meatball U. Oh, Dan, Dan Shea, who owns Meatball U, is my cousin. Yes, it's uh, in Westchester, <laughs> and it's a meatball-only restaurant. It's amazing. <laughs> We've had yeah, those meatballs. So They're good. We heard about BYOP. So when you come over his house, like for dinner, does he make you bring your own pot? Yeah. Oh, listen, he makes all of the meatballs for <laughs> every family event we have. <laughs> yeah, you can bring your pot into his restaurant. Your pot, your coke, your mess, whatever you have. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll fill it with meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been it's been fun. Mike, do you have any cheating stories? You're changing the subject. Yeah. Uh, at the University of Kansas, we had some classes that had a thousand people in them. Right. You know, the big lecture big halls. Lecture halls. Mm-hmm. And so they had lap boards instead of desks because you just had to sit there. And so they would have lap boards and a stack of them. You'd walk in, pick up a lap board, and then take notes. So I would take one of those lap boards home, <laughs> write down all the answers that I thought would be on the test. Yeah. That you thought. And then walk back in with that lap board, and the, all the answers are right on my lap. And that's why today you're a neurosurgeon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we see how it turned out. Well, the reason why we saw this story, there was a guy, he couldn't pass his medical exams. He oh, wanted geez. to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So he cheated. Yeah. He got a Bluetooth implant. And he was using that in his ear. In his ear. And then he, somebody would give him the answers. Oh, uh, that was so all that stuff. We, 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 they used to use what was the Google? What was the Google app that they were all using to cheat? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And as the tech gets smaller and smaller, and earbuds get smaller and smaller, and yeah. people are insane enough to do surgical implants, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big issue. You're going to need to have a jamming station yeah. at the front of the classroom yeah. to kill the signal. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't want my doctor. Yeah, yeah. that guy's going to be somebody's doctor yeah, someday. Someone who learned on a game yeah. of operation it's is somebody. not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> somebody helped that guy cheat as well, and yes. that's, that's the other issue. That's true. Oh, that's geez. a good point. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. guys. We'll see you later. Night. Wow. Yeah, there was also <laughs> another friend of mine. And, and by the way, all these people that cheated like this went on to be successful. Uh, my, a friend of mine. So much for don't cheat, right? Regularly in uh, in college. Uh, at the back of Rolling Stone magazine, oh, yeah. there was uh, you could order term papers. You see ads all over the the uh, the, what, the classifieds, I guess they call them. You just flat out yeah. order them. You give them the subject. They give in, and they would send you the term paper. He did that regularly, and and also one time he and another guy was in college, broke into the professor's. Uh, office and stole it. Wow. I mean, the, the one guy had a set of lock picks. He knew how to pick locks, and they went in, broke into the building, and stole it that way. And he is 
a tremendously successful businessman in this area, by the well, way. Well, I guess that shows yeah. ingenuity. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. I never cheated because I couldn't see. I had the worst eyesight, so I could never. But um, I did have a friend who I used to help uh, on tests. He, w- I would make my paper visible so that he, because he was going to fail out of school if right. he didn't get a passing grade. So Aww. I would... I would let him copy my Spanish test. It was, just, it was always the kids you, you least did. The guy I was talking about in earth science who was constantly cheating was the most, yeah, hey, guys, like like there was no sign of anything. But, man, you never saw a guy cheat like this guy like crazy wow. all the time. Wow. All right. Interesting. Uh, listen, we have to get a look at traffic. We skipped that, uh, and we're going to get to the B-file in a moment. So, Kathy, what's going on this morning? An accident on the 42 freeway now northbound from College Drive to Lower Landing Road. You're jammed the left lane at Lower Landing Road blocked with this accident. Another one on 55 northbound. That's jammed uh, from Deptford to the 42 freeway right at 42. Uh, the left shoulder is blocked. 295 northbound slowing from 42 to Haddonfield also from Florence to 206 47 to 42 and then southbound from 30 to 42. On the Blue Route southbound you're jammed from Villanova to Westchester Pike 95 southbound heavy from Academy to Cotman the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard on the uh, on the Schuylkill eastbound that's slowing from 202 into Belmont Montgomery to Spring Garden westbound University to South City to Belmont and then Gladwin out to Conshohocken and watch for a disabled vehicle 309 Bethlehem Pike northbound at Welsh Road Route 63. This traffic report brought to you by AAA Car Care now through March 30th. Save up to $120 on select set of general tires at your neighborhood AAA Car Care Center C-Store for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn kids and pets. And you can just go to their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Well, an Italian brown bear that made headlines when it broke into a bakery to feast on cookies has been captured and taken uh-huh. to a sanctuary. Yep. Excuse uh, me, I didn't mean to wake in. <laughs> I just like the cookies. Uh, wildlife officials said the bear, dubbed Juan Carito by residents, yeah. uh, was taken to the Palena Bear Reserve due to the Bruins' repeated bad behavior. The two-year-old uh, Mariscan bear made headlines in November of last year when the animal broke into a bakery late at night and feasted on cookies. The bear was tranquilized after the incident and moved to a remote area of Maya National Park. How the hell did I get here? Uh, but the animal was spotted at a ski resort about a week later. This guy's having a great time. Yeah. Um, the official said that uh, Juan Carito was ensnared in a baited trap on Sunday after being spotted lurking around a local train station. Uh, Lucio Zara. How do I get to Paris? Uh, Lucio Zazara uh, is the president of the National Park and said the intervention was necessary. To protect the bear and keep it away from potentially dangerous situations, and I've in general, never been to Monte Carlo. And in general, from you can gamble there, you know. Absolutely, and environment no, too. I love my game of the choices of baccarat, where it has been feeding almost exclusively on waste for too long. But uh, they said they are still hoping to eventually uh, return Juan Carrito to the wild. Spare his character. Yeah, totally. Uh, a prosecutor has charged a woman after she took her 14-year-old son to fight another 14-year-old and then allegedly got involved in the fight. 
Cheating. Donica Nelson is charged with second-degree assault. Nelson took her son Friday morning to fight the victim. The two teens arrived at the same location after having a prearranged understanding that they would settle a dispute by fighting one another. Okay, so that's going to happen. Yep. But a fight broke out, and the victim told police that he hit Nelson's son, causing him to fall to the ground. And that's when Nelson allegedly slashed at the victim with a pocket knife. The mother breaks out a pocket knife, cut the victim's right hand and face. The victim and friends then ran away and uh, got medical treatment for the cuts according to the court documents. Uh, One of the victim's friends stated that he also said that Nelson revealed a gun during the fight (laughs) and threatened them. Someone's watching the untouchables. Uh, After being arrested, Nelson reportedly told police that she would defend her children if someone was trying to harm them. But she brought him. It was an agreed upon. Yeah. We're going to settle this. And she brings a knife. Yeah. Uh, Nelson is being held without bond, by the way. All right. Like to introduce you to a gentleman named Kenneth Clark Carlisle. <laughs> For unknown reasons, the Florida man walked fully naked up the driveway of his next door neighbor <laughs> and then proceeded to defecate atop a glass table on the victim's porch. Oh. He was arrested <laughs> Friday afternoon. For criminal mischief and booked into the county jail on the misdemeanor charge. You know that's a kink thing, right? Yeah, like like R- Raymond Burr used to be into that, uh, the rumor was. That's the Pittsburgh platter, is it not? Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't know that's exactly what it was, but so, the idea would be someone would sit underneath and watch. Yeah. Carlisle, cops say, was captured relieving himself in broad daylight on two separate angles of the victim's home security video footage. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> When officers arrived at the crime scene, Carlisle was spoken to through the door of his RV camper, and he was still visibly naked and highly uncooperative. Why? Bond on the criminal mischief rap is $250, but Carlisle remains behind bars since he was already facing several criminal charges stemming from a December arrest. So I don't think this was just kink. I think he's a... Oh. He's a... Uh, yeah, all in all, he's a good neighbor. little unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carlisle was busted for drunk driving and discharging multiple firearms into a lake near his residence. Damn fish! Uh, Carlisle fired the guns while seated in his car, and a uh, search found multiple shell casings scattered around the vehicle. He was charged with DUI, misdemeanor, and two felony firearms. Accounts. I wonder where you are just at the moment before you say... Eh, I'm go over and take a dump yeah. on that table. What was... Yeah. yeah, right before then. What was going on? All right, Steve, I bring this story up because I think you've mentioned on a few occasions there was a, uh, I think it was a, maybe a TV anchor man who did a, who said a similar thing. Okay. A Michigan man said he tells his daughters to, quote, lie back and enjoy it if yeah. rape is inevitable in remarks that drew harsh backlash from uh, party leaders on Tuesday. This guy's a politician. So the guy you're talking about was a guy in New York named Tex Antoine. He was a weatherman. He was always bombed. And he said that one day, and that ended Tex Antoine's career. <laughs> well, Robert R.J. Reagan, who is running for a state house seat, made the comments on Sunday Facebook live stream hosted by a conservative group. Reagan used the crude analogy uh, while telling another participant that it was not too late to decertify the 2020 presidential election, saying that he facetiously tells his daughters, well, if rape is inevitable, you should just lie back and enjoy it. Uh, The Kent County candidate who won a four-way special election to snag the Republican nomination for the seat last week also recently said that Russia's invasion of the Ukraine was a fake war, just like the fake pandemic. Uh, His comments came a year after he shared a series of anti-Semitic social media posts, according to the Times of Israel. Uh, Reagan, who is favored to win the House seat, was admonished by other top lawmakers. Uh, Two years before making the rape comment, one of the politician's own daughters took the unusual step of urging community members to not vote for him. 
Uh, Reagan did concede that his rape analogy was a little less uh, was less than smooth. He said sometimes it was an artful. He said say. sometimes my words aren't as smooth and polished as the politicians are because I'm not a politician and I'm working on it. He says so. Good luck with that. Uh, this is a pretty dark prank to pull. A group of funeral directors in London have been suspended after a video emerged of one of them standing over what seems to be a corpse in a body bag when one of his colleagues bursts out of the body bag, sits up, and screams, oh my God. causing the victim to jump backwards in shock. Uh, the video was shot at one of their T. Crib and Sons funeral homes in East London. John Harris, senior partner at T. Cribs and Sons, saw the video over the weekend and confirmed that he has suspended some staff over that. Yo, T. Cribs! Uh, the <laughs> video was posted on Twitter Saturday afternoon uh, where it's gone viral. And many online commented that the prank was disrespectful, but fellow funeral directors said things like, look, people in our line of work need to unwind and relax, and pranks like this keep our You got to take up. the edge off. That's why they have sex with the bodies. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> that is what I have in the B-file for you. Uh, Let us take a break. Now, before I remind you that we have a secret text for a chance to win tickets to see the Black Crows Saturday, July 2nd at the Borgata Event Center, and our own Jackie Bam Bam will be hosting that. So if you're interested, text the word secret to 39333, and we will see if you win this morning. Back in just a moment. You want the best in rock? It's right here in Philadelphia. Like Froggy, who just premiered a brand new song on Preston and Steve. Or Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Or get to know Low Cut Connie and Huxley. Both from Philly and both taking the stage at the MMRBQ on May 21st. Hear everything that rocks Philadelphia on WMMR.com. We have a secret text word today. It's uh, tickets to see Black Crows are going to be coming to the Borgata Event Center. Uh, not until July 2nd, but that's a Saturday. Huh. Jackie Bam Bam will be hosting. So, you know, maybe get a maybe get a room at the Borgata, make a weekend out of it. That'd be, be great. Sweet. So uh, text the word secret to 39333, and we will see if you win in a little while. Um, we have not visited it is time to expand our minds we have not visited the Justine Institute oh. in quite some time the Justine Institute mm. home of poutine world featuring the new gravy flume Ooh. wow it's exciting right well, i would have yeah. to ride that I, now that's when i'd wait in line oh for my it. god yeah for sure to ride a river of gravy yep <laughs> All right, so this is kind of fun. I saw, and by the way, the Justine Institute is a series of, of studies and polls and scientific uh, calculations. Well, essentially, it's a massive learning establishment that imparts this information to us. Correct, sir. So if you've ever caught yourself unintentionally imitating how someone speaks after listening to them for a while, you've taken part in a well-known phenomenon that linguists call linguistic convergence. I do it all the time. Uh, new study, so you'll you'll take you'll start to pick that up a you little. Remember, bit? we had this Russian photographer, this guy, maybe he's Ukrainian or whatever. He was here and he was taking our pictures, and I started talking back to him in his own in his dialect. And I right. Said, I, I'm sorry. I just I found it fascinating, and he uh, was he was cool with it. I do it to my friend Helen all the time. Yeah. She's from Manchester, and I I can't right. help it. Uh, yeah, but are you playfully doing it, or are playfully. you doing it without okay. thinking about it's it? It's probably more playful than anything else, but... The Russian guy, after a while, Steve, you kind of... You did it by accident, I remember yeah, one time. You're, yeah. like, you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so that would be this Okay, then that falls in this, this Convergence, okay. yeah. Um, so the data showed that... Uh, apparently, it said, it said our new study finds that even our, our expectations about how other people might speak is enough to shape our own speech patterns. 
The data showed that participants who listened to someone with a strong U.S. Southern accent and then played a word-guessing game started pronouncing certain vowels with a Southern-like pronunciation even when they hadn't heard the Southern talker pronounce the specific vowel beforehand. They simply inferred the talker's pronunciation based on their other accent features and imitated what they had expected. That's interesting. It is. Uh, Study authors note that a key reason that participants were able to form their expectations was because this vowel is particularly noteworthy feature that is stereotypically associated with the South. So, like, and it's interesting how your accent might change over time or not. So, my parents, you know, were from Kentucky. They have a pretty substantial Southern accent. I grew up in that household. Um, and at some point, we we lived in South Carolina for a while, and I very much had that accent. I, I said things in it with a Southern draw. How how? But I I eventually because I came back and I was I was um I was in uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade in South Carolina. So that was my age. If that was your question, yes. And then we moved to Missouri, which is more of a Midwestern kind of bland, yep, nondescript, neutered. Accent. And so I was there from you know like sixth grade on. And even though my family, my mom and dad retained their accent because they were set in their ways, right. mine morphed and changed into something that's a little bit more generic. It's um, wild. So it's kind of strange how that so happened. I guess got... it has to do with what age you are, too. Yes, true. By the you time know? you got to Philadelphia, you were fairly neutral? Yes. Yeah. And I did catch myself one time, though, uh, I, I was making a video for my high school reunion, and, and I was... Uh, uh, doing stuff from the 1980s, and so I have a the video game console at home, and I have the a Robotron game yeah. which I was playing, and I caught myself in the video saying, "Yeah, I'm just playing Robotron." Oh, wow. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, and I oh, didn't man. know I said it that way. <laughs> like, oh god! Until I watched back the video, I'm like, "Oh, oh my god, <laughs> what was that?" Next thing you know, I'm in the Poconos. Yeah. <laughs> with Moik. Yeah, with Moik. guys. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyhow, um, researchers say that this all shows that there are more pressures shaping how we speak at any given moment than we may have thought, and that our expectations about others, even those that reflect stereotyped associations between accent features and the people who use them, influence not just the way we listen, but also the way we speak. I, I think about this all the time, because I, even through the course of a show, like when we're doing what we do, I change my um, uh, my pronunciation slightly, or my even my inflection, if I'm... <laughs> Knowingly being goofy and you know, or just being my natural st- stupid self, uh, I'll I'll change in a slight bit in presentation, and then I'm up, up here now, like a more, you know, I can. There are slight changes right. that I know that I make, and I think it's just it's something that's happening that if I pay attention to it, I'll notice it. So I, I notice that uh, my wife will when when uh, she spends time with her aunt who's from Sweden. What is this? Oh, you notice this? Yeah, wow, it's a, do- a twofer. Um, uh, who is from Sweden? Now she doesn't speak with a Swedish accent per se, but uh, the inflections that she uses are a little bit different in her speech pattern. And I will notice if my wife has been speaking on the phone with her, or spend, or, or if we spend time there, that she will affect that ah. in, in some way a little bit and do it subconsciously. That huh. just speaks to toilet watching YouTube video. What the hell? Is it well, maybe some meat buzz. It is. It's, it's so it's like up and down and Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh and and things will end uh maybe with an inflection at the end going up. Instead of down, you know, or something like Let's that. Let's sing so, songs from Frozen together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it Yergin? Yer- 
Hygge. 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 So anyway, you know, if if you're around someone that has a different type of accent than you, and you catch yourself kind of falling into that. It's called linguistic convergence. Well, yeah, and I, I just enjoy speaking in faux dialects. So it, it, it's, to me, after I start doing it, I, I enjoy it so much I continue with it. And that's when I apologize to that uh, photographer <laughs> saying, yeah, I'm not making fun of you. I love the way it sounds. There was a point in my life where I spoke French pretty well. I don't anymore. I'm 46 years old. and But I studied in college quite a bit, and, and I, I got to study in France while I was there. And the, Always the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, being uh, just surrounded by right. it. And we've talked bo- before in the past about, like, literally watching shows like Sesame Street and, and different, uh, or watching news broadcasts. That helps you learn the language. Right. The wildest thing that ever happened to me, though, was dreaming in another language. When I dreamt in French... It was like this thing that you're you're doing completely subconsciously, mm-hmm. and uh, you have no control over it. And all of a sudden, you were dreaming in a different language, and I found that to be so bizarre, but also really cool. Yeah, Rochelle's brother married a woman from Colombia. He went and lived there uh, for several years, and obviously, he didn't speak Spanish before, and he had to learn it, and he learned it amongst his coworkers. And, everything. <laughs> and he said the moment that he started thinking yeah. in Spanish. Mm was that he had realized he's, okay, right. I know this language now. You switch from translating in your brain, which yes. is what you do most of the time when you're learning the language, to actually thinking in that language. That blows my mind. Yeah. I would love to someday tackle, and, and I think I'd like to learn Spanish. It seems like it might be the most handy Can uh, you learn it in language, French? Language to learn. <laughs> I learned French Spanish. <laughs> um, but it seems like a lot of work. You've got to, uh, to, to me, I'm convinced First off, I, I think it, for me it would be a, a difficult thing because my mind is so all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm such an idiot when it comes to that. But but I think, like uh, as Nick was saying, if you are if you're working it and using it and surrounded by it, that's the best way to do it. Like uh, people can do the like Rosetta Stone and stuff like that. God bless you. I don't. I would not have the concentration to do that. Mm-hmm. My um um uh, w- wife's uncle, the priest who married us, Irish priest. Um, you know, wonderful guy, but his his parish was down in Puerto Rico for decades. And he said to me, I was saying, well, what's that like? He says, I have to concentrate to speak in English hmm. because, uh, you know, because Spanish was his language. That's he, he thought in all the thoughts, all the communication, the dreams, everything was Spanish. Um, it's just wild. All right, uh, but I'd never heard that uh, linguistic convergence before, so I thought that was an interesting stat. From it's a good band name. Just yeah. saying. Like a prog rock band, yes, right? You're right, yeah. Linguistic We are linguistic convergence. All right, um, it, thinking, apparently thinking of old memories, kind of uh, nostalgic memories, can do more than make you feel warm and fuzzy. Researchers from China scanned participants' brains and found that viewing nostalgic images reduced their pain ratings oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> compared to viewing control images. Well, you okay, you were just watching Bigfoot and Wonderboy, the trailer from oh, a series God. that was on years ago. In the 70s. Did it work for you? I, I Well, see, I don't remember the show. Oh, uh, I do. Now, if I were to watch Sigmund the Sea Monster, yes. maybe that would have gotten me a little more nostalgic <laughs> and feeling less pain. So seeing nostalgic images had the greatest effect on reducing low-intensity pain. Researchers say that nostalgia may be a drug-free way to alleviate low levels of pain, such as headaches or mild clinical pain. So, okay. Okay. So instead of turning to drugs, you would turn to Sid and Marty Croft trailers? Maybe that. Or, or something <laughs> something endearing. Give from, me some puffin' stuff. Maybe looking at old uh, photos uh, or something like that. It unleashes... 
so those nostalgic memories can suppress or help mitigate pain? I guess so. Yeah, oh. to some extent. Let me ask you a question about, about going back and looking at old photos and things like that. So I still have photo albums at home, like physical albums. We do, too. I never look at them. And But when I do, I, I rarely do, but when I do break them out, it's pretty special. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty it's cool. It's fun. It is. Is it um, painful at all? No, 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 no. But the question... I mean, was, paper cuts. The, the question I, I have is people who have now lived long enough to have... Uh, you know, the photo albums not exist to them, and it's specifically digital. Right. I wonder if going back and scrolling, scrolling through old photos, it gives that same uh, oh, imprint think, as, so. as, looking, you know. as looking at photo albums. What's that? I, I have to let you know, because my mom, obviously, she lives with me, and so we, in my house, we have all the photo albums from when, photo, uh, when I was a child. Okay. So, no, he's I saying mean, digital. Not yeah, no, I'm albums. saying, I'm saying, oh. either, how does that compare though to to looking at old digital uh, uh, photos as opposed to breaking out the album and? Oh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I like you open it and you can you can I can tell you what, and you know what I mean. One of the elements of it is that photograph was touched by someone who yeah put it in there. It has a it is a direct physical representation of an effort made, you know, to mm. and that that carries something. The work putting it in there and the order and so on and so forth. I mean. I have thousands of pictures in my, uh, you know, iPhoto, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just, it's a whole different way to to be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. For uh, for Christmas this year, I gave my parents and myself a, uh, a photo album made from digital photos. So I just uh, went through oh, really? Google Photos, and they... What's it called again? Uh, it was just through Google Photos. Oh, oh. So I... So you can uh, do it through Apple, too. You can, yeah. And, yeah. and so basically, it was, it was highlights from 2020, or 2021, and, and uh, just, I don't know, I picked like 70 of them or whatever. So uh, Steve was able to represent digital and yeah. physical, which is cool. But Preston, I brought up the, the pain question because for me, the the wistfulness and, and nostalgia are intertwined, and I find it to be painful sometimes, especially when looking oh. at younger pictures of my son, uh, because that's time that's never I'm never going to get back. So, like, right. I, I like it, I get the nostalgia of it, but I also feel a little bit of emotional pang every you time. Put, I put on cats in the cradle. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, father and son, my yeah. cat Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. But but I wonder if if you had like a physical pain at the time while watching that, while looking at that, and you had a headache. If it would get mm. worse or oh. if it would actually, maybe yeah. you'd kind of forget about it because yeah. you're too busy wallowing in your sorrow so, at that point. Take two photo albums and call me in the morning. <laughs> maybe that would yeah, be yeah. a prescription down the road. Listen, I'm the same way. I have, uh, I've got a digital frame in my kitchen yeah. uh, and it's uh, it's motion sense. So, so as soon as you walk in, it comes mm. on and I've got thousands of pictures on there and a lot of them are for when the kids are younger and I'll just stop and go, oh man. Mm. So you're, you like, you're like Chevy oh, Chase and Chris's vacation up in the attic. It's great. So uh, Brian from Chorus uh, Photography t- uh, texted and said um, we, that he tells his friends and clients to print off 20 of your favorite photos every single month. Oh, and wow. and I think that's a great no, idea. No, that's too many things. <laughs> but if you do that every stuff. month and then you're not... Um, that's a good way. You, you can put completely them? see the balloon knot. Yeah. Uh, wait, that frame that you have, Preston, is that the one where other people can add photos? No, you can this, invite? Is, oh. this is older than that, but a lot of them now can be digitally yeah. uploaded okay. Did from, you do uh, that from, from, from other people. Yeah, yeah, so this was one of the best presents. I actually brought it up as a potential topic at one point. It's called an Aura frame, A-U-R-A. And um, my brother got it for my parents. It's in their kitchen, Preston, so every time we walk by, we see. But it's basically become 
like a second TV in their house. Right. And and my brothers and I and everybody's significant others upload these photos with the app, with the Aura app, and we use it all the time. And I love watching those photos uh, at my parents' house now. It's so your great. parents can get, they see the new photos, right? All Every the time. time they go up. Yep. Yeah, that's It's cool. great unless people are sending pictures that you don't want to see, which I've talked oh, to people who yeah. send that. Oh, before. no kidding. Not, not like naked pictures yeah. or anything Glad like that. Glad you got that poll about. But boring <laughs> ones that, that are filling it up with, I, that's, I get no enjoyment out of it. So yeah. you, on the Amazon show, which is the um, the, the one that has the, the, the bigger screen, uh, you can share your photo albums, your Amazon photos mm-hmm. with everyone. But you're right, Preston, that is one of the liabilities that you're getting a bunch of pictures of people you don't know. And I got my mom this thing called a grand pad, which is essentially uh, like a, a, a senior citizen's um, a tablet. Uh, that they, uh, you know, they don't need to do too much if they're not uh, very tech savvy. And I can send pictures and, and put cool. stuff up on that. So, uh, but yes, so nostalgia but in photo form and other ways uh, can actually help relieve pain, according to researchers here at the Just Saying Institute. Look what you learned. Look what you what learned. What a great establishment. Here's another one that we're going to teach you, another little story, a study that was done. Uh, leaders have a certain look about them. University of Cyprus researchers found... Entrepreneurs with dreams of being a huge success are more likely to have a symmetrical face and prominent cheekbones. Still, these facial features had no bearing on whether or not they'd actually find great success. Lead, uh, lead study author, uh, wow, uh, Dimosendis Stefandias said the findings from our research suggest that facial appearance is associated with the emergence of leaders, but not with their subsequent business performance. You're talking the chiseled features of a Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, you please, yeah. can you please do your Mitch McConnell speech? <laughs> <laughs> Droopy dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chiseled features. So, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they, uh, if they include politicians, but I'm sure they are because they are leaders. Right. Uh, but one limitation of the study is it only looked at white male entrepreneurs. So maybe they need to, need to widen things out just a little bit. I'm trying so. to think of entrepreneurs who, uh, I, I, that seems interesting. I would think that we tend to look. Well, you had a, a, a study, another study from the Joe Saying Institute that said, uh, you know, we we tend to listen to good-looking people. Yeah, we tend to yep. uh, believe them more. They, so, yep. really, they get they get it all, yep. and we end up with the table scraps. It's kind of that way. It seems that way, doesn't it? So, all right. Anyhow, uh, we'll move on to something else. How about let's go with. Um, uh, yeah, this is interesting. So it turns out that people with certain personality traits are more likely to become criminals. University of Copenhagen researchers found that people with a high willingness to take risks or who were impatient are more likely to commit crimes. So people with good cheekbones. No, not that. <laughs> but people who are willing to take risk. I'm going to set your home on fire. <laughs> That was a very Joker at the end of Batman type of laugh right there. Well, uh, no kidding, they're more likely. They're more likely to take risks. Committing a crime is a huge risk. Uh, researcher Klaus Kreiner explains, our study clearly shows that preferences such as risk tolerance, impatience, and altruism predict the propensity to commit crime. Klaus Kreiner clearly collaborated with <laughs> Clementine Kligel. Yeah. Kligel? 
Other research suggests that it is possible to influence these behavioral parameters in children and young people, which can be very important in relation to the development of criminal behavior. So they're saying to keep an eye out for people like this who might show these tendencies. I sent you an extensive article on what goes into building like a sociopath, like every from from uh, Ted Bundy to Bernie Madoff to people who are who who have this collection of things that uh, set them in motion And, and Preston. You know, some of the best movies have featured kids that are starting to early display signs of this, like Mm. the bad seed. Oh, yeah. You know, um, all of those movies have that sort of, oh, this is troubling. I hope this doesn't become a a lunatic when this kid grows up. So that particular study, which I have here, yes, they've identified five key personality traits that are common among famous psychopaths. (laughs) Now, Kathy, this might be interesting because it steps outside of the obvious, which is that (laughs) other story. So, um, and these psychopaths would include uh, serial killer Ted Bundy, uh, fraudster Bernie Madoff, and Robert Clyde Barrow. But they also looked for shared traits uh, in six men total. So Ted Bunny, Bernie Madoff, Clyde Barrow, James Bond, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, and Chuck Yeager, who have all previously been identified as psychopathic. Whoa. Chuck yeah. Yeager. Yeah. Huh? American hero. Yeah. Broke the sound barrier. He used to strangle old women. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they well, found. Well, listen, to this, so it, it is very. A lot of time to kill here on the base. <laughs> you mean time to literally kill? Okay. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, so they found that Bundy, Madoff, and Barrow are all psychopaths. That's a great law firm. Guilty of callousness. <laughs> here at Bundy, Madoff, and Barrow, if you don't pay, we each one of us will come and kill you. Uh, they are all psychopaths guilty of callousness, manipulative, manipulativeness. Dishonesty, arrogance, and cruelty. The research was conducted by um, the uh, study. Or it was uh, Christina Crago uh, in Virginia and Thomas uh, Widger at the University of Kentucky. Now, uh, there remains considerable debate as to what are the core traits of uh, psychopathy or psychopathy. I'm not sure. Uh, they say in their research, one approach is addressing this que- to addressing this question is to identify the traits that are present in person said to be actual or even prototypic examples of psychopathy. According to the team, Ted Bundy, Clyde Barrow, Bernie Madoff, Chuck Yeager, and two fictional men, James Bond and Sherlock Holmes, have all previously been described as psychopaths. But for the study, they prepared case histories for each of the six men spanning three to five pages long. Researchers then recruited volunteers to read through the case histories and score each of the men on comprehensive range of traits that have been listed in various psychopathy scales used in previous studies. Now, so, so unnamed people would come in not knowing who they were, read these profiles and determine how they what they felt about them. Yeah, so here are the eight traits that are fi- that were found to be common in all six men, okay? Low vulnerability, low self-consciousness, low anxiousness, fearlessness, boldness, assertiveness, dominance, and excitement seeking. So the same trait that might uh, allow a Chuck Yeager to say casually, yeah, I'll go up and try to break the sound barrier, is the same one that'll make Bernie Madoff say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'll write it for as long as I can. Yep. Yep. It's similar. So, however, these traits can also be used to describe people not considered to be psychopaths, suggesting that the past studies uh, uh, to have used them as measures of psychopathy may not be reliable. So what they're saying is 
they may have not been looking for all the right things to determine what an actual psychopath is. Right, okay? right. So you can have all these traits, but not be technically uh, like a, a lunatic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A deranged right person who has no empathy. And and, to, to and, what degree do you have it? And, and how, yeah. how 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 committed are you? Obviously, Ted Bundy had the, a number of these to the max. So the five indisputably psychopathic traits were those related to antagonism, callousness, manipulativeness, dishonesty, arrogance, and cruelty. Jaeger, Bond, and Holmes didn't show these traits. The competing law firm. So they <laughs> Hello. <laughs> They're licensed in your state. The other guys aren't. Uh, so they can't be described as psychopaths, according to the team. Uh, these three men have been mistakenly identified as psychopathic in the past simply because of their fearlessness, boldness, assertiveness, and dominance, traits found in but not exclusive to psychopaths. I'd never known that they were considered to be under that umbrella. Chuck I... Yeager and Sherlock Holmes, even though it's fictional. But, but think about think about what would take, uh, you know... Again, there is a level of fearlessness that allows someone to, uh, hey, this guy at work, I'm going to chop him up and, and uh, you know, and, and uh, cook his body in a, a crock pot. Right. Uh, the same person might say, um, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to climb this mountain or I'm right. going to. I mean, there's a similar, I wouldn't say cavalier, but there's a uh, an attitude that allows them to do that. A, a fearlessness of yeah. some sort. So, yeah, they... Um, the study said that um, uh, Jaeger, Bond, and Holmes, the the, uh, the the law firm, 365 days a year, anytime, day or night, are Jaeger, also, Bond, and Holmes, we answer the phone. Are also heroes, although the hero and psychopath are, this is what they said, are twigs from the same branch. Uh-huh. From this perspective, the hero and psychopath may not represent twigs from the same branch, but entirely independent branches. It's a great Miley Cyrus so, song. Anyhow, uh, Jaeger was the least psychopathic person out of the six. He only showed thrill-seeking and low anxiousness. What did they say about his murdering old women? Uh, they didn't... I think they left that out of the okay. study, which is... That seems like a That seems like me. something you'd want to include. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. All right, um, we got time for a little bit more. Um, how about... Hang on, I have a number of things we could go to. All right, I like this one. Does the role you played in your family as a child shape how you behave as an adult? And I'm talking about birth order. Yeah. Okay, like the middle child syndrome, things of that nature. Yes. Psychology experts break down some of these roles, saying the hero or perfect child is likely to be, that's you, likely to be the firstborn. Uh So you have an interesting dynamic. You were the first and the last child in your home. Yes. (laughs) That's No, 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 no. First and last. No. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> How would you do that? No. Uh, especially the firstborn female, all right, is likely to be the hero or perfect child. Are you the oldest? Happy. I am the oldest, okay. yes. Yeah. So you you're mean the hero. within the family? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, within definitely. the nuclear I, family. But yeah. sometimes, the, yeah. are we, I've, it's been said that sometimes the cr- chronology of the births doesn't establish who, in fact, would be the middle child. Am I correct on that? Oh, I don't know. In other words, there, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are attributes. That established. No, this this is goes, a bunch of who. No, this is hokum. No, this goes specifically chronologically. Okay. So, by the way, so let's describe Kathy again, the hero or perfect child. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Firstborn, <laughs> uh, especially firstborn female, is an overachieving child. I support this research. <laughs> given high amounts of praise and positive attention for this, this their success. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see the read the next sentence. Seldom is it warranted, but 
The hero child risks becoming dependent on success in the future, meaning that they have a huge fear of failure and carry more responsibility than necessary. Oh, this my child God, is yeah. prone Perfect. to wearing outlandish ruffles. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the responses, by the way, uh, that Marissa's oh, yeah, posting yeah, yeah. on social media are Marissa posted on Instagram Kathy's outfit today, and people are posting uh, comparisons <laughs> as to what it looks like. It's it's unique. That's great. Uh, okay. No, but I was... Uh, wait, wait, read that last sentence. Okay, I'll tell so, you uh, yes, that... that um, you have a huge fear of failure and carry more responsibility than Car- necessary. Okay, carrying more responsibility. Not, not a huge... Uh, Fear of failure, failure, but um, carrying responsibility. Like um, people will say to me, "You you create um, you create the the issue of carrying that responsibility when it could be sent out to some other people." But like delegating know, I, is a tr- is an issue for you. Uh, yeah, like like I will carry it, and I bring it. A lot of it I bring upon myself. Yes, to carry the responsibility of everything. I can see really? that though. But if you, if you've been well, trained throughout your life to early on. To be the person who does that, to be the person who looks after your, your totally. younger siblings, that would be a logical progression. And they'll look to me and be like, kind of like, like we'll go on vacation. Right. And they'll look to me and be like, where are we doing now? <laughs> oh, really? What are we having for dinner? Okay. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and at some point, I'm, and I, I've taken that on for so long that how could I all of a sudden be like, well, I don't know. You yeah. take care of it. You know what right, I mean? Right. I mean, it's it's why I stopped vacationing um, in uh, at the Jersey Shore, like my my vacation, because they because I was there so much. They looked to me for everything. Well, what's the next activity? Where are we going? What are we doing? And I was like, this isn't vacation for me. Yeah, like, you I think you're working. Go you... away where we're all going somewhere to vacation and they don't think they're coming to, you know, right. my home. How wild is it that you are now as the activities guru? <laughs> you're basically doing that but, for yeah. Countless people. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, I, you know, I have to constantly be doing that. I have to constantly be doing an activity or something. You right. Know, I like to have that, uh, be busy with that. That's interesting. Even if it's on vacation. Yeah. So that's also a reason why okay. I probably took that on. So now the peacekeeper or caretaker uh, role is most likely to be a middle child and is a child who, quote, assumes an adult role by acting as a mediator between other members of the family. Is this you, Casey? Yeah, I'm totally the adult. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, but I do do mediate quite a bit. But you are the middle child, right? Uh, I am the middle child. Um, I also was uh, just assumed that the middle child is the attention seeker as well. Uh, well, it says in adulthood, peacekeepers can become uh, people pleasers that avoid conflict. Um, and so that's all it says on that one. Another role could be the scapegoat, most often the youngest or second born, and is the opposite of the hero child. Okay, about- so you are the youngest and the second born, Preston. Yes, I am. Is the scapegoat usually the sibling who's not in the room at the time? Right. Um, I don't know. It says they, they have issues fitting in or relating to their family members and can often get blamed for problems uh, that have nothing to do with them. Hmm. As an adult, they are likely to develop positive traits such as being highly conscientious and resilient, uh, but they are also more likely to attract toxic friendships or abusive relationships and may be more likely to self-sabotage. So you're the youngest. Nick, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest of three boys. you're the oldest. Mm -hmm. Uh, In case you're the middle, I'm the middle. All right, so... Yeah, but does that do you, does that describe you really? Run, that doesn't run describe it by me my, again. my middle yeah, brother. Yeah, this doesn't really describe me. So the scapegoat, most often the youngest or second born, is the opposite of the hero child. Or, or do you want me to go back to the middle? Go thing? to the middle. All right. So the peacekeeper. 
or caretaker, most likely to be a middle child and is a child who assumes an adult role by acting as a mediator between other members of the family. I am a I'm a I'm a peacekeeper. I will I will try to mediate and intercede. Yeah, and that's what that is. Yeah, so that does make between sense. other family members. I try, I try to um, tamp down volatile situations. Uh, I will face conflict head on. I don't like it. I don't know who does like conflict, but but I I tend to try to move away from it when I can. We uh, had a family situation. Uh, not that long ago, where there was a bit of a crisis, right? And it was really interesting to me because I'm the oldest to see how I responded, how my brother, and then how my brothers responded. Right. My youngest brother, uh, Josh, sprung into action. My middle brother, Adam, was terrified and scared and upset by the whole right. thing. And I was just like, okay, I, I got to process this. Like, I, my, my, I got to call Kathy. I got to call Kathy <laughs> to see how, what activities are available. Um, In my area. No, it, it was uh, three. Where very, can I go to make a scarecrow? <laughs> three very distinct uh, responses to this same situation, right? And, and there was, that was a personality difference between the three of us. And we're, yeah. we're pretty close. We talk almost every day. Um, What's the biggest age gap? Uh, seven years total. Okay. So Adam's four years younger than me, and, and Josh is seven years younger than me. So it's um, you're all in the same ballpark. We're relatively close, yeah. but to this one particular thing, we all responded very differently. It's interesting. Huh. Yeah, that is interesting. This whole thing is interesting. I'm not relating to any of these, and I, I made a, a self observation last night that I think I'm the only person here uh, whose parents hate each other. I think every, every, well, nobody has parents. Ask my mom on a particular <laughs> day. <laughs> no, my parents. Like, they don't other, talk dude. to each other, right? Oh, my God, for decades. Still, to this year, to this day, they yes. can't be in the same room, right? Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. that's much different. Yeah. Than... Yeah, yeah. Who hates who more, do you think? Uh, mm, well, it's pretty, they pretty <laughs> much. Even, yeah. Aww, pretty Listen, they, they both work hard at it. Kill each they other. They do the work. Yeah. yeah. When they're on the phone, I hate you more. No, I no, hate I you more. I hate you more. You hang up first. You hate me first. You're not What? Wait, so did you, you said the middle child, was there like a youngest child, or was that just that next? thing you said so, so let's let's move on here so uh meanwhile the the compliant or slash lost child is most like most likely to be a middle child and is overlooked or ignored by the family so that's another one so uh, a middle for the that's, middle child huh. uh retreats from conflict and will often spend a lot of time alone or make deep connections with pets that's me man as an adult yeah but you said you will take on conflict yes i will yes, but so. i have to as I'll be a champion of the people. I'm I'm the champion this city needs. As an adult, <laughs> really tooting your own horn over there. As an adult, they are likely to be fiercely independent and good problem solvers, but lack decent social skills and tend to have higher chances of mental health issues like anxiety or depression. Is that middle again? And then finally, this is yeah, that's middle. Okay. So here's the youngest child. Finally. The mascot yeah. is most likely to be the youngest child. Christopher. Oh, and my God. You have no idea. Oh, really? Oh, God. Viewed as funny and lighthearted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's Casey over here, right? Yeah, but I have a younger and brother. And Kevin, too. Yeah. He's kind of... Yeah. He's, he's goofy fun, right? Yeah, he can be. I yeah. mean, he's also pretty serious as well. See, but you're... Again, I've always heard middle is middle a lot of times because well, I am will be the ebullion sort of... Happy go, I mean, goofball. funny goofball. Yeah, yeah. Casey, who's but, the biggest goofball in your family? Is it you or is it Kevin? Probably me. And then yeah. who's the most serious? Dave. Man, I don't know. My older brother Gene is is the is the serious one. Okay. Yeah. My younger brother Tom, who my older brother Gene was out at nine years difference between he and myself, and my brother was at the age where I could my younger brother Tom I could sort of build him the way I wanted to. Oh, right. <laughs> and uh, so, but he, <laughs> he is, sculpted him. Yeah, but he has a very good sense of humor. Um, he uh, 
but he also he's he's got he's got his he does his own thing. Right. Yeah. He, he's his own man. I try know? to like when you ask that question, I you know I'm trying to take my sibling out of their position out of their, out of their job, their career, because they all have like pretty serious careers. And like, all right, so when we're at the the dinner table, like, who is the most? I, I would probably say my younger brother is the most serious. But Case, you're the second youngest, right? Mm-hmm. So you, technically, you could be seen as the youngest child because there's four of you. I'm the middle. I'm the younger middle. You're the younger. My middle. older brother is the older middle. Right. right. So you could go either way with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, right. In in uh, in a situation like that. But I will no... say, like I do, and we were talking about this yesterday. Like I get a lot of like um, uh, people. I don't want to say a lot, but people will call me or ask me their advice about conflicts. Hey, how should I, um, family I got members? this, yeah, well, family, you, like, you know, my buddy, like, called me around Christmas time, he goes, man, you know, like, what am I supposed to do here, what, what would you do, what do you recommend I do about, because of COVID and, and the Omicron variant, and like, and, and how per- people feel about, I just said Chuck Yeager murder one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm like, why? Do people ask my advice on this stuff? Like, I have no huh. idea, like, what I have. Well, you're you know, caring. And that, whether yeah. you're dispensing good advice You or give not. good advice, Casey. Yeah. And you're very empathetic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You, you do. just call me pathetic? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're really <laughs> pathetic. So pathetic. <laughs> Uh, no, but you you have a you have a pretty simple way of of you, you give good straight ahead advice. And I, I think. think it's I think Why it's because you on a stick? <laughs> not that. Well, I can work. Not simple like that. <laughs> I like to chew on a stick. Uh, and uh, when it gets a little soggy, it just flips right. Stick around. <laughs> right. right? That's the beauty. Get another stick. But I think ultimately my uh, <laughs> my goal is to be as l- uh, less confrontational as possible, right? Sometimes confrontation is just inevitable. Part of life. Right? Um, but if you can avoid it, and also there are people, while not feeling like a doormat... There are people who actively seek that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand people who... Uh, everything always has to be about conflict and contention. I don't... That's no way to live. Right. You, you know, that's... Uh, I don't like to hang out with people who are... Con- you know... Uh, like they say, the, the the ball busters and stuff. Uh, that, no, who uh-huh. wants that? Yeah. But there's another kind of conflict. There's also debate. And yeah. some people yeah. are really good at that. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do that. You know what I mean? And some people thrive on that. They yeah. love that. You know, yeah. they, they no, love, I to, love make to their debate. Case. I, well, I debate when you joined every night the... before I go to sleep. No, that's master. Oh. Yeah. When you went to your school and you joined the debate team, the scuba team, <laughs> yeah. the boosters. By the way, speaking of that, and I do have a, uh, yeah. a Brady Bunch thing here, but let me, let me finish this first real right. quick. So the mascot most likely to be the youngest child. Viewed as funny and lighthearted, as an adult, the mascot is focused on themselves and uses humor to cover serious, unresolved issues. That's me. Okay. Okay. That's definitely me. I would be the mascot. Okay. Back to the Brady Bunch for just a second. (laughs) Do you remember the episode where uh, Jan, they were having a family member, and it was like her cousin, Her it was an older woman. Who looked like her? Who was supposed to, the word was because of their lineage, Jan would eventually look like her. Yeah. And she was kind of goofy looking. Yes. Or or Jan, Jan felt that way. But she turned out to be she was wonderful. Ugly, right. But she ended up being a fun-loving, uh, traveling, let you know, living life. Yeah, Marissa. Imaging, imaging like Coco. Food. The mother yeah. from, uh, I believe it was the mother from uh, um, uh, National Lampoon Vacation. Okay. Wasn't that? Yeah, Imogene Coco, I think, was, was the was the relative. She had this incredible life. And then uh, Jane kills her with a ball-peen hammer. Oh, right, right, right. Wow, right. I remember But that. in hindsight, I was thinking about that episode the other day, and I'm like, man... <laughs> What that's what? What is that all about? What I don't remember ever hearing the story that a certain family member 
because of the lineage, you would we were supposed to end up looking like or being like. Well, you know I remember I mean? they looked uncannily similar. Her baby, her younger picture looked like Jan. Is that what it was? That's what it was. So she okay. looked a lot like uh-huh. Jan, and so when Jan met her, it's like, holy hell, you're a pig. Because I thought they had referenced some <laughs> kind of like, um, you know, she was your your twin cousin or something like that, unless, or, some, or uh, some type of thing. Unless I'm misremembering, I think it was a photo that made her believe that she was going to. She wanted to see what she would look like, and then once she realized the full life this woman had led. Oh, right. that's Aunt Edna. Okay. Is that who that is? Yeah. Aunt Edna who, from... Uh, uh, the first vacation. That's what you said. Yes. And yeah. I was trying to figure out who that was. Okay. okay. Imogene Coco, she was on uh, the great, uh, your show shows with Sid Caesar. Great comedian. Yeah. Steve, what is the... Horribly un- ugly woman. <laughs> just just a train wreck, honestly. Why she wasn't aborted. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, She's a, she was great. Uh, Steve, yeah. I'm sorry. What, what are the age differences with you and your brothers? Uh, a, a nine for me to my older brother, Gene. Wow. My older brother, Gene, is nine years, and it's six between my brother, Tom, and myself. Wow. wow that's a couple of big breaks right well, there. Well, my mother had a few miscarriages. Okay. So, you know, Man. and so that's how it ended up that way. Right, right. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, Justine Institute, uh, there is apparently some roles that you may, that, that are traits that, that you may fall into uh, depending on your lineage. Uh, Interesting stuff. Yeah. Where in your birth. But I also think, and, and I, I know you're closing this, uh, closing up shop here, but uh, I also think that Aunt Jenny's hot. Uh, no, no, no. I definitely don't think that. No, no. But I think um, as far as the ages between you and your siblings probably also plays a factor it into sure that does. as well. It sure does. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, I would think so. All right. And with that, uh, it, we're closing up campus and we're going to shut it down. You're going to go on the flume? Uh, yeah. the, the poutine gravy yeah, the flume? Gravy. <laughs> How can I not? It's brand new. It's open. It's, it's ready amazing. for business. So <laughs> jump in and soak in the gravy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. Secret text word, tickets to Black Crows in Atlantic City. So get on that now. It's in July. Text word, secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Today's National Meatball Day. <laughs> Found that out this morning. Um, you know what? And we'll do... Um, well, Marissa pulled... A, this is the last second thing. She pulled some uh, movie clips that mentioned Meatball. Oh. Uh, and so we have a couple of prizes to give away. So we can take a few uh, calls and maybe play some clips for you. But here's... You know what I, I realized while we're getting teeing this up is the movie. Meatballs? Yeah. yeah. They, they never, never mentioned Meatballs. They never mentioned Meatballs in that movie. They mentioned Meatballs, I just realized this, in Passion of the Christ. No yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let me mark that clip yeah, off. Yeah, and we're going to yeah, play that. Uh, but, uh, uh, you're no. right. In a movie called Meatballs, yeah. and I think in Meatballs too. So I why, don't. which leads me to the question, why was the movie named Meatballs? Are the kids basically a little meatball? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was about a camp. Yeah. Or were, or does a meatball mean an idiot? Or, you know, because they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're uh, kind of play I've heard it as a goofy and pejorative. Dumb. I don't know. I don't know why that it's movie? never explained why the movie is titled Meatballs. Do you like... Except a- Meatball in general is a silly person. Okay. okay. Are you a, a Meatball fan? I love Meatballs. Yes. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I love them. And, and sometimes, like if I'm at a uh, my Italian restaurant, and sometimes I want to order spaghetti and meatballs, but it just seems like a like such oh, a yeah. child thing to yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I do it right? all the time. Well, I'll do a bolognese. Which yeah. is like a crushed up meatball. Right, it's a crushed up meatball. But, but yeah. the ball itself, the meatball, yeah. and there's some I've had that I've been like, wow. Oh, 
That's so good. And if you get them in their tender, as opposed to like the the the, the more hard ones, you know, I like so yummy. A lot of times, like you go to a real Italian place, you're going to get some huge effing Big. meatballs, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, like the pasta is like an afterthought, like yeah. a, like a burger yeah. size, like yeah, a yeah. third of a pound of meat is a meatball. Press, you just reminded me of the. Uh... The meatballs at Revel, and it's, Revel's not at the Revel anymore. Casino. Yeah, yeah. I remember okay. having a meatball sandwich there, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" That's what case. That's what I was going to say. So I would much prefer a meatball sandwich I than meatballs spaghetti too. meatballs. I do like spaghetti meatballs, but a meatball, like a good yeah. meatball sandwich. Oh is my god! The best. I used to, I used to live on that. I forget what school I was going to at the time, but believe it or not. The school cafeteria made killer meatball uh, sandwiches. I have an issue with meatball sandwiches, however, as in that no, 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 they're delicious. Yeah, uh, but sometimes not contained within the bread, and and they spill out too easily and too well, quickly. Well, you need a proper configuration. You do. Too and much it, sauce can yeah. kill it. Too much me. sauce and or too much uh, circumference on said meatball. Nick, I, I don't. Give you a, I have a trick for you, Nick. All right, cut the meatballs. Yeah, out. you yeah. got to cut the meatballs. Yeah. I got another trick for you, Nick. Scoop the bread. Yeah. yeah. Scoop the bread. It, cre- right. it creates a track. That the, that the, <laughs> I mean, like, the reality is like, 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 like a ball return at a yeah. bowling yeah. alley. I, I appreciate right. that, but I do miss the, the, the bread that you're missing out you on in the sandwich. Yeah. Right. No. Because the afterwards, bread is part of the sandwich. You feed birds. Well, well yeah. afterwards, yeah, you could use the, the bread to yeah, dip up the you. excess sauce that, that drips yes. from the meatball oh, sandwich. Right. But honestly, if you're having that issue with the meatball sandwich that you put together, then then you're the issue and right. then the meatball sandwich <laughs> is not the issue. You need to go somewhere. Now, if okay. somebody prepares the meatball sandwich for you, then then that's... He mentioned the, 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 the number one mistake, though. Too much sauce. Yeah, it gets way I don't care what kind of bread you're going to use. Eventually, you're going to end up paying for it. That's why I'm fine. If it's a proper meatball, and I'll take, I think you might agree with me that this on case, it can be a little crispy on the outside. Yeah, I don't mind it. Right? I, mind I it, think yeah. Swedish meatballs can be that way. Yeah. But I crispy? prefer, yeah, but I prefer, prefer Italian meatballs to be right. uh, just, uh, you know, uh, moist all the way around. Moist. Right. My wife makes uh, great meatballs, and she has, like, perfected her meatball recipe. Her meatball game. Her meatball game is like, I mean, she's an all pro. It's fire. And so, and I've talked about this before, <laughs> but leftover meatballs. The best thing you can do is you chop them up, you microwave them a little bit to get them warm, and then you make a meatball grilled cheese sandwich. You're welcome, oh, guys. Interesting. I'll tell you, there's so many applications of meatballs. Uh, um, Italian wedding soup has meatballs. Yep. Oh, little I tiny meatballs. I love that soup. Yep. It's the only say... soup you can put ketchup on. I um, What? Occasionally, if the meatballs are big enough. What? Yeah. Ketchup? Put ketchup on, on oh, yeah. Italian wedding That's soup? the old style Italian way. I have never That's heard of that. That's what the before. Pope does. Wow. <laughs> oh, I didn't know the Pope did that. Are you, you familiar with ketchup on him? No. Okay. All right. No, Italian no, wedding no, no. soup. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, uh, my, uh, I will say this. <laughs> my neighbors down the street, she made the worst meatballs ever. Oh, uh, oh my they God. They were ball they were, bearings. They were horrible. Okay. And and I was just so disappointed because at that point I loved meatballs and, and basically the only meatballs I ever knew were my mom's meatballs and so I just assumed that they were going to be great. They were, I couldn't even finish the first bite. Why? Um, the sauce was terrible. The consistency of the meat was terrible. And they was were it, made out of was poop. Was it too hard? They were made of, might. Was it was the meatball too firm? No, 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 no. It just I, like everything about it. It was like there was nothing redeeming about I'll, said meatball. I'll tell you where it's to me. It's it's funny because there's a there's a tightrope. If you're going to do like a, a, a meatball that has uh, pork in it, sausage in it as well, with it the should bread, right. Yeah, should have veal, uh, pork, and if you can do a full straight up, I, I like I like the the quotient to be. Um, the same, so that you're, there's not one overpowering taste. I want the meatball to taste more like the meat than the 
pork. I'm not a. I've never really gone at making meatballs. I need to. I need to do. I mean, I yeah. have made them, but oh, I haven't okay. really researched and gone what makes. A great meatball, well, the, a great meatball. The recipe that's dispensed, it's a classic clip from The Godfather when he's telling you, you want to know how to make, you know, you, you know, how to make your pasta and meatballs. Mm. Yeah. So I have a friend who is uh, has, you know, gluten issues and will from time to time eat a piece of cake and go, I don't care, it's freaking worth it, right? And so and I think those are meatballs? Well, with meatballs, it gives me acid reflux. Oh. And not every time, but I would probably say 66% it, of the time. Is it the meatballs or the sauce? It's, it's the sauce. It's the but sauce. Like you have to have the sauce with the meatball. I don't think so. You yeah. just eat some uh, Tums afterwards. I do. So, well, no, Tums Put some Tums in the sandwich. <laughs> you guys ever go to uh, Anthony's Coal Fired Pizza? There's, no. there's a few of them yes. in the area. Yeah, so they have a, yeah, there's one in Bluebell, I think, right? I, I'm not sure. There's one in Wayne. That's the one that I've been to. Uh, and there's a couple of other ones as well. But yeah. they have uh, meatball pizza, which I enjoy. Okay. And they also have stuffed meatballs, like stuffed with cheese and like Ooh. a cheese. Yeah, that's uh, that's like pretty that. good. Mm. All right, we got to mention Meatball U yeah, at these cousins' U. place in Westchester. Yep, on High Street in Westchester. Uh, he opened right, bo- right before the pandemic, unfortunately, and then they had to shut down. And so he's really been uh, busting his butt to, to get this back up and running. But um, the actually just a, a quick little story about it. So his um, stepfather, who was my uncle, um, it's his recipe. Uh, he has sim- since passed away. But uh, my uncle, Rich Quintano, made I mean, he was a chef. I mean, he made some of the most delicious food you would have ever eaten. Um, and this recipe, the sauce recipe is his. And so my cousin always wanted to open up a restaurant with just meatballs and use his recipe. And sure enough, he did. Uh-huh. And so is it uh, just the one style meatball? That- no. Oh, God. No. Oh, no he, he has every meatball you can possibly. Thing. And you can get pasta and, yeah. you know, uh, bread, garlic bread, all of that with it. Um, but the one thing that, that they were talking about on Fox is if you go with, you know, a, a pot and a lid from home, uh, he has a, a deal where you can just, they'll fill, he'll fill your pot with meatballs so that wow. you can Good. go home, you can just warm them up. And, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, does he call it uh, gravy or sauce? Uh, you know what? I don't know what he calls it. Oh, do better have it than I ain't to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say sauce because we all call it sauce. Ah! <laughs> That's not the right answer. Is it the right answer? I don't no, know. no, no, no. Yes, um, hang on. I want to go to David. He wants to talk about the, the movie Meatballs. Hi, David. Good morning. Gadzook. Gadzook, sir. What's up, ma'am? Uh, meatballs is actually mentioned in the film. It's a throwaway line, but it's when they're playing tennis and uh, the fatter character, uh, t- Thinks that the nerd is going to get the ball. Oh, okay. And so spaz and uh, had it meatball. Okay. Oh, all right. All so right. that I guess that's a reason to name the movie Meatball. Throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. And apparently, there's a Rick D's song called Meatballs. I guess it's the title track. Meatballs. I didn't know that was Rick yeah. D's. Yeah, I didn't Rick know. Rick D's had a whole bunch of knowledge. Thanks, like disco yeah, duck. Yeah. 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 Do you do you want to hear the meatball uh, in Meatballs? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Here it comes. I got it's mine! Get it! I remember this scene. Glove it! Glove it! I got it! I got it! you said you had it, meatball. Well, and you serve then. All right. right so you're using right. it as, a, as, a, as an idiot. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, listen. We have other clips from movies that mention meatballs, and we have some prizes to give away. We'll try out on them. We got... Um, uh, scream on digital that we can give away, and I don't know. Casey's going to give me some other. We might throw some beer in there. We'll see. Yeah, I think we have one case left of the uh, Trojanator. Right, listen, we'll just we'll try four or five of these. That's all, all right. that we have as far as prizes go. But two one five two six three WMMR. We'll play a clip uh, from a movie that mentions Meatball, and you can identify uh, the movie. You can um, you can end up winning. And you, now, Nick, let's talk about the reasons for a moment. All right. <laughs> Do you like reasons? 
Your, your mom does put raisins in her meatballs? Yes, and this was her grandmother's recipe. My mom is half Italian and ha- uh, half Irish, and she uh, inherited her Italian cooking skills from her Italian grandmother. And her Italian grandmother put raisins in the meatballs for flavor- flavoring, and my dad doesn't like it. So anytime my mom <laughs> makes meatballs, my mom makes two sets of meatballs, which okay. is really caring of her. She'll make meatballs with and without raisins. Yeah. I've had your... You brought yeah, them in. She, she made them in. I thought they were quite good yeah, with I, the raisins. I, I like them, too. I yeah. prefer without. That's my own personal taste, yeah. so I sort of err on the same side as my dad. But uh, it's an interesting taste, and there is a little bit of flavor that seeps in in the meatball sure. because of the raisin. Yeah. They make them a little sweeter, too. Yes. Yeah. My mom always made meatballs with uh, green peppers and onions, and my brother hated those, so she had to, uh, Nick, as, as well, she had to make a separate pot <laughs> of meatballs for with, my little brother. Without the, the peppers? Without the peppers and onions. And just, onions. Yeah, plain Oh, old. you need the onions, man. Yeah. That's a big part my of the flavor. My wife doesn't put uh, onions in her meatballs. No, she's messing up. Mm. You like onions? Uh, I'm not like a huge fan. Yeah, when you cook them down, they're mainly sweet. Yeah, you know, so that's what they that's what they add to. You got sweet balls, sweet balls. You have to saute them first. The yeah. onions? Yeah, uh, I believe so. And then put them in the meatballs. Uh, listen, I would. No, you know what? Don't quote me on that. All right, I don't think you do. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm I'm not a meatball maker. <laughs> you know, get off my back. <laughs> Are they best um, when cooked with a road flare? No, no, probably not. Uh, All right, here, here's a text. The secret to making really good moist meatballs moist. is to put enough eggs, a little milk, and you have to use bread and make crumbs, not quite crumbs, a little bit bigger pieces. Oh, that's what my mom does. Yes. If, if you use little crumbs, it won't be as moist. It should almost seem too moist, but they come out great every time. I add minced onion, garlic, uh, fresh only, and have uh, what, and can add whatever else, but use little pieces of bread, not crumbs. I think the last time right, that makes sense. My wife made and a milk. whole batch of meatballs. Sounds like that's what she did. They yeah. were really good. You know, meatballs is one of the only things that my mom can. I get my cooking ability from my mother, yeah. um, and so that's one of the only things that she can cook is meatballs. She can make a great sauce, and it's because before my Italian grandmother passed away, she tell me something. She, well, no, she taught her. She was oh, like, really? "You're gonna take okay. care of my son here. You got to at least learn how to do this." Right. You know, All Chuck right. brought up a great point about the universal love uh, for meatballs as opposed to the almost universal hate for meatloaf. And I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of meatloaf. And my mom's meatballs meat and yeah. meatloaf were es- they were essentially the same thing. But what it really boiled down to I rub it. was which sauce she used. And I didn't care for the tomato paste stuff that she used on the meatloaf. So, again, I'm going to defy convention here. I don't necessarily need that that paste on the, on the meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, meatloaf, to me, in all the variations, it's, I, uh, like, um, I love it. Overcooked, I like it undercooked. I like it, you know, it's just, it's a, meatloaf is sensation. And when somebody makes a really good meatloaf, oh my God. No, that tomato paste on there, you could put it on all sides of the meatloaf. Really? As far as, and, oh, and, and, on the, of the individual slices. I love you it. Love that. Love it. It's like See, a we, sweet tomato flavor. We never had it with that paste either. And I always hated it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm okay with the paste. I, <laughs> I do like the paste, but I also, I can eat it absolutely sans paste, oh. no problem. How about a meatloaf sandwich? Oh, I had a great idea, too. You take the, the Corpoli's uh, uh, tomato pie filling <sighs> and put that on a meatloaf. <sighs> Yum. How about you just leave it on the tomato pie? Yum. Call me a bitch. No. Yeah, I was wrong. My it's wife, not your recipe. <laughs> my wife uses minced onions in her meatballs. So She does use onions. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. not onion onions, but minced onions. It's, it's the same thing. Onions. Well, I mean, she's just not chopped, chopped up. Yeah. No, no, they become something completely different. Casey. 
Well, no, she's, Don't worry, you're still right. It's okay. <laughs> she's not shopping the onions herself. She's using the minced onion like flakes. You know, do you oh, know what she's I mean? using oh, the dried, the dried, minced, dried minced onions. Oh. Yeah, I think. Well, that would work. She's going to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, those are still onions. I know. All right. We're going to see if somebody knows these clips that we have to play. So uh, they're all meatball related. Today's National Meatball Day. I'm going to go to Corey. Hey, Corey. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Corey. All right. So this is more just movie knowledge, but more specifically meatball movie knowledge. Let's see if you know this movie clip, okay? All right. Here we go. No, please. Take a bite so that I can watch you enjoy. That's my favorite part. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go with the right one. <laughs> that looks good. That's a little meatball. That's a little meatball. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what movie that is, Corey? I have no idea. Oh, thank you. Sorry, man. All right, we'll go over to uh, Jay. I had a feeling this is going to happen. Hey, Jay. Snarf, snarf. <laughs> All right, Jay, do you need to hear the meatball clip again? I do not. That's the wedding singer. You got it. Absolutely correct. All right. I'm going to give you Scream on digital. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And it stars Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. Scream is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics called 100% terrifying. You can buy it on digital today. And get killer bonus content available at participating retailers rated R from Paramount Pictures. So, I love it. That's good meatball. Oh, All right. We'll go to um, Alan next and try one out. Uh, good morning, Alan. It's Alan, I think. Are you there? Oh, oh Alan? I... Alana. Oh, um, yeah, I'm here. I didn't realize you were going to come. <laughs> I was going to comment about the meatballs, but I'll still play. <laughs> yeah, let's play. Yeah. Okay. But By the way, what did you want to share about uh, meatballs first? Uh, well, uh, my, my mom, um, she cooked, she would slow cook them, but she would add grape jelly to the sauce when she slow cooked them. Okay. It's kind of probably similar to like how the raisins. I, uh, I, I'm add some sweetness to it. I'm intrigued. I'm in, yeah. So grape jelly. I'm intrigued by that. Interesting. All right. Let's try out on this meatball clip. You ready to try it? Yeah, sure. All right, Alana, here we go. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Utah, give me two. All right. That is a classic meatball line. Alana, you probably don't know it, though, do you? I, I don't. I could barely hear it. Oh. It's more of a dude movie anyway. All right. Thank you, Alana. I'm going to go next to Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Craig. All right. You need the meatball line again or are you good? I do not. I believe it's Point Break. And you yeah. the great Gary Busey in his meatball moment. Craig, hang on the line a second. We are going to give you Scream on Digital with Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. And hang on the line. We'll get your information and set you up. Uh, we will go next to Michael. Hey, Michael. Hi, Mike. Boom. <laughs> oh. Michael, it's <laughs> National Meatball Day. You ready for a meatball clip? Yeah, I'm ready. Casey, oh, cue one up for me. And Give me a ball. I'm going to put you on hold. Let's try this one out. Here we go. Come on, watch your hands. Watch your move out. Like a meatball in here. Okay, let's go find the chicks. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That is a tough one just because it was so noisy. Yeah, it's hard to hear what they're saying. Um, let me see. Michael, did you hear the clip? Uh, yeah, I heard it. I got no clue. All right. Thanks anyway, man. All right. Uh, we'll try Adam out on that one. Hey, Adam. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. All right, did you hear that clip, or do you need it again? 
One more time. All right, hang on. Putting you on hold. Here's a clip. Listen closely. There's a lot of noise in this soundtrack or in this uh, clip. Here. Come on, Pony. Watch your hands. Watch your move out. I'm like a meatball in here. Okay, let's go find the chicks. Yeah. All right, two one. Well, I don't need to give the number because he's already on the line. Uh, Adam, any idea? Uh, I was hoping for Wedding Crashers, uh, Mom the Meatloaf. No, I do not know what that one is. All right, well, we're doing meatballs, not meatloaf. Yeah, so we that's play tomorrow's that contest. Anyway, yeah, tomorrow's National Meatloaf Day. Uh, we'll do one more, and if we don't get a winner on this clip, we'll move on to another one. I'll go to Ruth. Hi there, Ruth. Hi. Hi. It's National Meatball Day. Did you hear that clip, or do you want to hear it again? Can I hear it again, please? Yep, hang on. Listen closely. Come on, watch your hands. Watch your move out. You like the meatball in here. Okay, let's go find the chicks. Yeah. I've seen that movie a hundred times. I don't remember ever hearing that meatball line. I'm before. completely lost. Uh, we'll go to Ruth. All right, Ruth. Any idea? Um, I'm trying. Um, uh, Goodfellas. No, not Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice, Ruth. By the way, uh, it's Greece. Yeah. Oh. And I assume that's when they're heading into the. Dance? Dance, I think so. I don't know. No, Marissa's uh, making Marissa. gestures. What is it? It's when they sneak uh, everybody into the drive-in theater. Uh, they, they pop out of the trunk, and he goes, move over. All Get right. out of here, Meeple. Got oh, it. Yeah. All right. All right. That was a tough one. All right. Let's try again. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Mike next. Yo, Mike. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Mike. We have a fresh one. You ready to play? Yep. All right. Let's see if we can identify this meatball. Here we go. No more cockamamie cigar smoke. No more Swedish meatballs there, tootsie. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's go to back to Mike. Mike, do you know what that is? Uh, I'll give you a clue. It was filmed here in Philadelphia. Oh, Trading Places. Yes! 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 Right. Well done. Hang on a second, Mike. Hi, Mike. Am I giving him this? Yeah. I'm going to give him a case of Troganator Double Bock. The Troganator Double Bock is a beer for people who love beer, layered with notes of smooth caramel, stone fruit, and fresh toasted grains. You can enjoy the Troganator at Food and Friends at 1933 Spruce Street in Philadelphia. Uh, so we'll go to our next caller, which is Paige. Hey there, Paige. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, National Meatball Day. Can you identify this clip? Hang on the line, and we'll play this for you. Here we go. You start out with a little bit of oil, and you fry some garlic. Then you throw in some tomatoes, some tomato paste. You fry it. You make sure it doesn't stick. You got it to a boil. You shove in all your sausage and your meatballs, and a little bit of wine, a little bit of sugar, and that's my trick. All right, and there you go. That's the clip. What movie is that from, Paige? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. No. All right. I have to take away your movie viewer card for not knowing that. <laughs> That's one. a classic. Hi, right, Steve. Are you there? Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Steve. You need it again, or do you know? No, I know. That's the Godfather. Yes, it is. Of course, Clemenza. Clemenza's recipe. Hang on a second, Steve. We're going to give you Scream uh, on digital, and it's certified fresh rotten tomatoes. Uh, and critics call it 100% terrifying. You can get it on digital today and extra bonus content. Speaking of the Godfather, when is that series that is a uh, based on the creation of the movie The Godfather? That's a good question. It's acted. Yeah. It's not a documentary. There's countless ones of those. When is that series premiere? We need to find out. Yeah. Uh, we will go next to David. We got one left. Last one. Last All right. people. David, you there? I'm here. 
All right, David, we have a final meatball clip to play, and, uh, yeah, let's go with this one. Here we go. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Ah, got the smoke. That treat. The kinds of meat and meatballs. You've got the veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good, but you got out the pork. Oh, that's that's the flavor. I felt he used too many onions, but it was still a very good sauce. All right, we will see if David... I hung up on him! What do I do? I think we got to drive the prize over to his house. Dave. Dave. I did hang up on him, didn't I? Son of a bitch. Call back and hold up a newspaper so we know it's you. Um. All right. Well, I'll take another guess, and if Dave calls well, in, we'll give him what? No, they're, they're, give him a couple of seconds here because uh, the lines are open. He might be able to get through. All right. Uh, In the meantime, the uh, the name of that show, Steve, is called The Offer. The Offer. The streaming series. Yeah, and it uh, starts on April 28th, uh, and uh, it'll be starring Miles Teller. All right, looking forward to it. Paramount Plus. All right, and when is it coming out again? I'm sorry. April 28th. All right, April Which 28th. is a day before MMR's birthday. Oh, And okay. I think that's probably why they did it. They tried it in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't you yeah. go inside with that series? <laughs> um, all right, you know what we can do for fun, since we're going to wait for Dave... Play a different meatball clip and and see if you guys can identify it. All right? You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. I know. You're working for little Bo Peep. She's lost the sheep, and you're going to help her find him. (laughs) Get this straight, meatball. I don't work for Jones. Wow, I could never get that. It's a kid's Uh, movie, isn't it? uh, Kind of. Uh, I know what this is now. Uh, Is that the mask? No. That's not the mask. Is it Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. That's Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I don't work for tunes, he says. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Nice. Yeah. Bob Hoskins? Yeah. All right, play another one here. There you go. Right, here we go. In your experience, was Sonny a good father to Julian? Oh, yes. <laughs> a terrific pair. They went together like lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> lamb and tuna fish? Maybe you like spaghetti and meatball? <laughs> Be more comfortable with that analogy? <laughs> <laughs> Movie? Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah, well done. And I think that's the only ones we have, right? Uh, there's one more. All right, hang on. Here we go. On top of spit. I'll cover it. Monster Powers? Yeah. Which one? A second? No. It's the third. It's Fat Bastard. Gold member. Yeah. Oh, all right. Gold member. So, all right. Fat Bastard's in two well, and three, right? Listen, Dave never called in. All right. Um, or if that's not Dave on hold, is that Dave on hold? Then, I, then I'm going to the next caller to identify right. that. Sorry, Dave. What was the first clip we played? This uh, this one right here. Maybe he didn't know it. Oh. So here's, all right. Carl, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Did Dave know it? <laughs> all right. Hot uh, Carl. Let's see, yeah. if you, let's see if you know this clip. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Ah, got the smoke. That treat. The kinds of meat and meatballs. You've got the veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good, but you got out the pork. Oh, that's, that's the flavor. Uh, I felt he used too many onions, but it was still a very good sauce. All right, Carl, what movie? Kazooks, that's good, fellas. Yes, yeah. you got it. Hang on, Carl. I love the uh, the scene with Paulie using the razor, Preston, to cut the uh, the uh, uh, garlic. That is correct. So we're going to set him up with Scream on digital as well. So hang on the line. We'll get your information. We will take care of you, my friend. And uh, don't forget. <laughs> 
It's available at participating retailers rated R from Paramount Pictures. National Meatball Day today. Thank you for Beautiful. celebrating. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up next. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. B-File time, so here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, the B-Father's Morning <laughs> is brought to you by the biggest names in horror, Monster Mania Con 49 this weekend at the, the Cherry Hill Hotel uh, with Ernie Hudson, Michael C. Hall, and more. MonsterMania.com. watching the Billy Squire video. Yeah, we're watching the Rock Me Tonight video. It's, uh, it's just bad. All right, um, let's get into some stories. Uh, how about this? A, I love this. A partially completed building that sat abandoned in Jacksonville, Florida for 15 years has finally been imploded. Like, Whoa. they just gave up on it. It there, there sat there. Structures like that all around. But ne- they never even finished Never used it, it yeah. Uh, the Berkman Plaza 2 building was not completed before construction was halted in 2007 and became known as Jacksonville's eyesore. <laughs> Officials say that the process of having the building demolished was plagued with delays, but it was finally brought down with implosion on Sunday. Developers reportedly planning to replace the unfinished structure with a new skyscraper. They had that uh, it was a building in Delaware, the Capano building, right? Thomas right. Capano building. I mean, it was completed, but just uh, after everything that went down with him. But with a name like that? Yeah. They got to get rid of the Capano building? So I don't know if it even exists anymore. But the, the, the pylons that, they, that were, the, the tram that was going to go across Yeah. Yeah. The Delaware River. Just sits there. They're still there. Yeah. 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 A teacher is facing misdemeanor battery charges over alleged allegations that she bit two students over a jar of pickles. You like pickles? I love pickles. <laughs> and is that I a might thing? even bite someone if they are trying to take my last pickle. Yeah. But over a jar of pickles, I don't know. Uh, the teacher, Rhonda Rice, told school administrators that she was, quote, playing around with students. Uh, the mother of one of the kids, Kathy Torrell, said, I think she needs to learn what she did and what she did was wrong. Her 15-year-old, or I'm sorry, she's the the uh, 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 aunt. Okay. Uh, Torrell's 15-year-old nephew is a student at Barrow, Bartrow Middle School. And she said in October, he and another student were working in the school store when Rice tried to take a jar of pickles. Her nephew and another student tried to take the jar back. And she said she just bit him on the forearm. The school and, store has pickles, and of course, yeah, right. And of course, they released and uh, wait, they they re yeah released. I wasn't sure if it was realized. They released, and she was able to get the pickles, uh, but there were other ways to do that. Uh, Toro went to Bartro Police to press charges in November, according to an affidavit. Rice admitted to just licking the students. Uh, police in the state both are creepy. Office have filed two misdemeanor battery charges against Rice. She's said to be arraigned. Uh, at the end of this month, and in the meantime, she is no longer working at the middle school. I want to check out this school store that has a deli counter. <laughs> Sheriff's deputies in Louisiana shared video of the moment a deputy was pounced on by a squirrel during a traffic stop. The sheriff's office said in a Facebook post the deputies were conducting a traffic stop involving an arrest when things got squirrely. <laughs> Upon a vehicle search, a pet feral squirrel, which was inside, pounced on the deputies. The video shows the deputy flailing as the squirrel quickly climbs around his body. 
The Post said the squirrel was safely returned to its cage, and the sheriff's office said the deputy and squirrel were both unharmed by the encounter. Uh, the Florida Highway Patrol on Monday afternoon credited the actions of Trooper Tony Shuck for acting as the last line of defense and putting herself in harm's way to protect others during a collision near the Sunshine Skyway Bridge. Shuck aimed her patrol vehicle into the path of an oncoming car that had veered around barricades and headed on the Sunshine Skyway Bridge uh, approach uh, uh, packed with uh, runners on Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Shuck was seriously injured in the ensuing collision and hospitalized on Sunday. The agency acknowledges and expressed our appreciation, they said, uh, to the many that have expressed their gratitude for the trooper's selfless actions. Uh, Kristen K. Watts was arrested on charge of driving under the influence with serious injury, reckless driving, property damage. She was taken to the county jail. Watts was also injured from the collision. There were nearly 7,000 people and scores of support staff on the bridge for the Armed Forces Skyway 10K race that morning. Could have been a disaster. Yep, and a BMW driven by Watts uh, was at moving at an excessive rate of speed and failed to stop her detours, directed instead driving through traffic cones and around other barricades with law enforcement officers present. Uh, the state officers tried to stop the vehicle. Fish and wildlife officers were guarding the, uh, the toll plaza, and she made it past them. And then the BMW encountered two troopers who were responding southbound in the northbound lanes. Uh, to intercept the vehicle and protect the thousands of foot the bridge, and she hit head on with the uh, the other car. We just saw the collision. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she's a hero, man. That's awesome. Watch, watch. So the see the footage coming head on. Yeah, that's mm. a, that's a that car yeah. was hauling ass. So yeah, she she stopped uh, some pretty serious damage from happening. That's cool. In Florida, a Lakeland woman said that she had the feeling that someone was watching her, and she turned out to be right. Amy McDaniel says three times in the last week, a drone has flown over from the parking lot next door and hovered over her apartment. Mm. At one point, she says it came with about 10 feet of her, and she said it makes me nervous for myself. It makes me nervous for my kids. Uh, McDaniel has six children, the youngest of which is a five-year-old girl, and it makes her wonder, what do you want from us? She I lives... have three testicles. Oh, she... <laughs> it's got a little, yeah, yeah. It's got a little <laughs> megaphone on it. Yeah. Uh, she lives in a complex with dozens of apartments, and while you might think that it is illegal flying a drone around someone's private property, it's not necessarily the case. Uh, according to uh, the police in that area, the airspace... Over their property is owned by the FAA, and as long as you don't fly, as long as you fly under 400 feet, the FAA doesn't uh, uh, does not prohibit you from yeah. flying over unregulated airspace. Kind of creep me out a little bit. Yeah, do you know, and especially when they're hovering that close. Yes. Well, if over, you don't know who's yard. doing, yes. yeah, I mean, exactly. If, if you the, see somebody operating it or whatever, right. it's kind of a different story. But it's like it's a mystery. All right, where are they? Right. Why mm-hmm. are they here? And what are know? they looking at? Yeah. Uh, if it happens over and over again, though, and you feel like your privacy is being invaded, the pilot could be charged criminally. But the tough thing is you have to know who the pilot is. Right. And that's and the issue. if you can't, uh, you're then there's nothing you can do about it. All right. One last story. and Or are we done? Uh, no, you can do it. I have a short one. Yeah. A man scared people in Seattle on Friday when he fired a gun in the air after asking if they wanted to die. Oh, my God. Around twelve, uh, no, yeah, right, yeah. Around twelve fifty a.m., officers responded to a report of multiple shots being fired. The victims told police a man approached them on the sidewalk and asked them if they wanted to die. When they said no, he pulled a revolver from his coat and fired multiple times into the air, and then he walked away. Officers did an extensive check in the area, but the man was not found, so they have no idea. You want to know where there's good meatballs in town? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that is the bizarre file. All right. 
Secret text word. Kathy, we need a caller, please. Ten. All right. It's the tenth caller. Sounds that gets desperate. Try nah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll take a break. Be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Is it too early to say it's almost pre-Friday? <laughs> is Wednesday yeah. pre Yeah, yeah. It's, little... it's almost pre-Friday. Uh, but okay. at midnight, <laughs> yeah. you can officially... Tonight, it will be pre-Friday. it'll be pre-Friday. Yeah. Yesterday, I texted my girlfriend, we are halfway to Wednesday, which is halfway until <laughs> the end of the week. Right. So, like, yeah, you got to find little bits of optimism here and you there. Do. You, you do. You know, get you, gets you through. We're going to start it's... coming in on Monday saying we're almost there. I know. It's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to give something away. Uh, we have a, a text word, secret text word, and it is listener Stephanie who wants to try to guess what that is or tell us what that is. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Happy hump day. Okay. Good to you, Stephanie. All right. So what is our secret text word, please? It's vampire. Vampire. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely correct, Steph. Hang on because you got yourself tickets to see the Black Crows Saturday, July 2nd at Borgata Event Center, which is hosted by Jackie Bam Bam. Uh, it's an evening with the Black Crows, including Shake Your Moneymaker, played in its entirety. Plus, all the hits. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. You go to WMMR.com for complete details. And we got a random texture, and that is Thomas Petruzzi. And he is from Blackwood, New Jersey. He got the exact same prize. So, congrats. I think this is my favorite Black Crow song. Yeah? There's something about this tune. Yeah, I love think singing this out loud when it's on. This song is featured, not that you wouldn't even care, but our senior um, class video uh, that came out, this was, you know, it was kind of like a, a lot of musical montages, and the Black Crows were huge, you know, in our uh, high school time, but this was featured prominently in that. Was so, it from the year you graduated, uh, this song? It was It was a collection, a montage of everything from our freshman through senior years of high school, so. Okay. Because right. sometimes they'll take the specific song that sure, year. This means, was, this yeah, was a big hit. The that popular song. Uh, so, all right. Anyhow, congratulations to our winners. And in the meantime, we have some other things to give away. We're going to do the lesson question. A pair of tickets to see Joe DeRosa, who's going to be performing at Punchline this Friday night. Question this morning is, at the Just Saying Institute, what does the new poutine ride feature? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right. Let's see if you were listening. At the Just Saying Institute, what is the new poutine ride feature? 215-263-WMMR. Call us now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. And their day of giving is your time to shine for the participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. 
Grab a sub on Wednesday, March 30th, and all sales will be donated to the games. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, a thief who broke into the backyard of Fred Durst's L.A. home reportedly made off with thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Apparently, the thief had no luck fencing Fred Durst items until he started claiming they belonged to Scott Stapp. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth hosted her first post-COVID in-person engagement with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Monday. The Queen reportedly grew tired of Trudeau quickly as he repeatedly asked to see where Hagrid lives. (laughs) And finally, Sharna Burgess, the girlfriend of Brian Austin Green, revealing that her pregnancy was unplanned. Regardless, Burgess says Green is ecstatic for the opportunity to pay more child support. <laughs> That's your Hollywood show. All right, we're looking for the answer to this question at the Just Saying Institute. Uh, we have something new, and it is called a poutine ride. And what does it feature? 215-263-WMMR. That is a number. And let's try out uh, Ryan and see if we can get an answer. Ryan, good morning, sir. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what does the new poutine ride feature at the Justin Institute? Uh, gravy slide. Gravy slide. All right, Steve says we'll yeah. go with you. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. All right, Ryan, hang on the line. We'll get your information. It was a gravy flume. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be a little generous today. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Joe DeRosa this Friday night at Punchline Philly. Tickets are on sale now for five shows with Joe DeRosa, Thursday through Saturday, punchlinephilly.com for tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. You're looking to get engaged? Don't miss their Viragio Trunk Show. March 10th through the 12th, and Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Gavin Rossdale says that Bush's new album should be done by May, and that he has written 18 songs for the project. Really? He said that he has been doing most of the work in the studio in his house, especially during the pandemic. Rossdale said that the band plans to get into the studio with a producer, and at the time they'll rearrange, hopefully not too much, he said, of the stuff that I've done. I said, we chose the songs that we're going to do. We either might use what I started, the tracks, or we might just try nixing them and doing it fresh. And each song will dictate that. You know, there's a lot of artists that you've been reporting on during the pandemic have either claimed to be putting out a lot of music or are putting out like 50, 60 tracks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing to do. Uh, Bush have been in the studio for the last few days and are gearing up to head to Australia on a tour with Cheap Trick and Stone Temple Pilots. As one of the founding uh, members of the grunge scene of the 1990s with his band Soundgarden, guitarist Kim Thale told uh, Life Minute that Mudhoney is the band that best embodied grunge. Mudhoney. Uh, Thale said grunge was this generic label that referred to bands from Seattle in general, but also included bands like Smashing Pumpkins and Stone Temple Pilots. They get thrown in with grunge a lot. Oh. <laughs> and they were in L.A. and Pumpkins were in Chicago. There's certainly a cultural aesthetic that we shared with all those bands. But I think musically, the idea of a big power chord that's all fuzzy and distorted. And I think Nirvana might embody the musical identity of grunge, maybe. Uh, the band that best embodied grunge, though, I think is Mudhoney. Mudhoney's sound and their style and attitude, that's like the archetypal grunge band. 
I can honestly say I don't think I've ever listened to Mud Honey. They have a song on the single soundtrack. It's called Overblown, uh, and that whole soundtrack, beginning to end, is awesome. Uh, the only song that I know by Mud Honey is Overblown on the single soundtrack. Like okay. it's, it's one of those bands. It's kind of like Screaming Trees. Like they had success in and around Seattle at that time. At the exact right time. At the exact right time, and, and Cameron Crowe helped. Beyond that, uh, there was not a lot of branching out besides. Who's in Mud Honey? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I thought there were. Didn't didn't Mud Honey have ties to other Pearl Jam bands? Yeah, like Pearl Jam and. I think just that they were all in Seattle together. Oh, uh, okay. Mark Arms, Steve Turner, Gary Madison, Dan Peters, uh, Matt Lucan. There's a Pearl Jam song named Lucan. So the original bassist was named Matt Lucan and Pearl Jam. Is that Lucan for love in all the wrong places? <laughs> no, Lucan is a really uh, fast. Heavy song by Pearl Jam oh. uh, lasts about a minute. It's, they're one of those bands, like I, I've mentioned this band before that I don't know anything about, but they're revered in some circles. Big Star uh, was this band that uh, was influential to a lot of musicians, and I don't know anything by them. I sent you the trailer for this documentary about this Japanese band. Mm-hmm. And, and were you familiar with that band? Nope. Never heard not, of them. Not at yeah. all. Legendary. Yeah. Uh, as one of the founders of the grunge scene, uh, then I already did that story. What the hell am I doing here? Do, do the mud honey story. Limp Biscuits. Fred Durst, reportedly, as Steve mentioned a little while ago, had $3,000 worth of stuff stolen from his backyard. Uh, according to TMZ, a 30-year-old man unlawfully entered Durst's Los Angeles home through a gate and stole and stole with such as a Tesla vehicle charger. Come on here, folks. Well, that's rock musician talk. Stole things such as a Tesla vehicle charger, a violin. For a moment, you sounded like that, uh, what was that, Miss South Carolina? Oh, yeah. Maps. <laughs> maps USA such. people need maps. Yep. Uh, Durst was not home at the time of the incident. Cops and were such. able to apprehend the bandit due to Durst's security camera footage. Uh, he was booked on charges of felony grand theft. And then one last story. Alanis Morissette announced on Tuesday that she will hit the road with garbage this summer to celebrate 25 years of Jagged Little Pill. Wow. Uh, the newer tour will kick off in Ottawa in July. Uh, the closest I could see that she arrives near us would be July 21st in Holmdale, New Jersey at the PNC Bank Arts Center. Well, I think was she, um, she was not happy with that. Documentary yes. about her. Yep, not at all. She, in fact, she denounced it. Yes, strongly. Um, and I did not see it, so I need to. Um, I so wouldn't mind it. taking a peek at it. Yeah. Did Thumbs you like up? it? I'm slightly confused. The one that she was in, right? There's, yeah, it's about her. Yeah, she was like yeah. the way it came out. After it was done, she's like, "This is not this what sucks. I thought it was going to be." Are you talking about Alanis Morissette? Bill, Bill is holding up a a card in the corner. Okay, something different. Okay. Um, uh, I saw He's going to ask you to the dance. I'm surprised that she did not like it because I thought it was really good. Okay. Um, but right. I think that she brought this tour to Philly last summer. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. I have no idea what's happening. This just in off of the desk of Bill Weston. Our meeting today has been canceled. Oh! Wow. Don't sound too excited. Bill, I love you. To my employees on the morning show, feel free to enjoy your morning. <laughs> um, 
Okay, that's what that note was about? <laughs> yes. Okay, gotcha. That's very cool. It's very nice. Not an Atlantis Morissette connection, though. Marissa? I want to do a show behind the show where people just walk into the production <laughs> studio here and just start talking to us. <laughs> like, as if we're not paying attention to the show that is, like, five Marissa, feet in front of us. uh-oh. Hates that. No, it's just distracting because, like, I, I mean, it, it. I want to pay attention to you guys. No, no, no. It's it's a warranted hatred. I, I'm, I'm backing you up. Hatred sure. is good. Yeah. In this case, it is. Yeah. Stay out of her office. Oh, and Bill's making fun of me. Like, I can't hear him five feet away. Okay. You ha- shut those doors. They're not soundproof. But so what? But it'll, it'll, be, it'll keep people out if the door is yeah, shut. What I've right. learned after 16 years is when you shut the door, people think they can talk louder. Oh. So it echoes in here even louder. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll work on can it. Can we get a sink in here? Uh, they said no. Trough, maybe? Well, we're asking. All right, uh, tickets go on sale for the show, by the way, or her shows, March 11th, and uh, she will also release her new song called Olive Branch uh, Touchdown. <laughs> touchdown. Lennis Morris said touchdown. In a touchdown fashion, yes? I may be overstepping my bad. This is breaking news. Okay. This is breaking news. But in <laughs> with the recent events that we just found out about the, the, the meeting. meeting being canceled, I'm now... I'm calling it pre-Friday. Okay. Oh, wow. 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 All right. <laughs> I, I apologize if I overstep my boundaries, but I'm no, calling. No, no, I understand that. I understand that because yes, yes uh, I think in some cases, uh, you know, extraordinary, and this is extraordinary. Yes, perhaps. Because <laughs> <It's> extraordinary. <laughs> it's extraordinary. All right, and then uh, we'll end music news with a caller because Kurt has something to say. Hey, Kurt, you're on the air. Good morning, yet. Good morning, folks. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Dad Zooks, how we doing? Doing well, wonderful. What do you want to tell us, Kurt? So you guys were talking about mud honey. Yeah. And where, who came from where, what, why, and how. So the whole thing started off with Green River, a band called Green River, which featured two guys from Pearl Jam and a bunch of guys from Mud Honey. Yeah, right. Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard were both in Green River, and yeah, so they all of those guys. It was pretty incestuous. And the other thing, okay. the other connection, Steve, uh, which some listeners reminded me, Mud Honey had the song "Touch Me, I'm Sick." Oh, which in the uh, in the movie singles touch me, I'm became dick. Uh, the hit by Citizen Dick, "Touch Me, I'm Dick." That's right. Uh, so there, all of those things are, are interconnected. Excellent. Absolutely. Uh, so, so out of Green River, though, came Mud Honey and Mother Love Bone. And right. Mother Love Bone. That's, that's what I was thinking of. Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone, okay. Mother Love Bone essentially right. became Pearl Jam yep. when, when Andy Wood died, and then so Eddie so Vedder. Andrew Wood died. Yep. Yeah. That, all right. Uh, of course, Temple the Dog came out of all that before yeah. Pearl Jam, right. which introduced Eddie Vedder to the world, the whole nine yards. So you're right. It's an incestuous thing, but it was an awesome, awesome path to follow. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a result, I traced my way all the way back through the Green River stuff just because it was a fun journey. That's cool. Right, man. I like that, Kurt. Thank nice. you, man. I, I love that. Like, yeah, there was that, uh, you know, uh, the Guess Who and Bachman Turner Overdrive yeah. and and these bands and Mountain that all kind of, you know, formed and, and, and Clapton was in a bunch of different bands. You know, like a, Yardbirds. Uh, yeah, the Yardbirds and and uh, and, and Cream, Cream and, and, and all these, the, you know, the uh, Derek and the Dominoes. They had these members floating in and out. I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, it's cool. Nice. All right, well, thank you, Kurt. We appreciate the call. And that is it. Our music news is over, and if you haven't heard, we're not having a meeting today. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week before we hand it over to Pierre. Hang in there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, today's been a fun day. We did uh, Secret Texture, went on uh, Fox Good Day, and we hung out with you fine people, and we had a nice, rousing discussion about meatballs. Now I'm hungry for meatballs. <laughs> yep, National Meatball Day. It's a beautiful thing. So um, so we just need to go ahead and do the letter of the day. I don't see the man. He's here. Oh, he is here. Okay, all right. I just didn't, I don't have much to ramble about ahead of time. So. Well, we do have something we want to ask. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Absolutely, but I need him in here to ask, and he is here indeed. Not unlike uh, saying Candyman five times. Pierre. You see Pierre. 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 Pierre, Pierre. He shows up. Hey, Candyman, man. Candyman, 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 Candyman. He did it. He did it. Hey, um, there's someone posted a picture and sent us a photo and claims that it might be you without a beard. Huh, Have you seen this? From high school, I think. Um, well, show me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. It is. Oh, really? It is? Yep. Wow. So, nice. Nick didn't think it was you. Yep. Yeah, I, I did not. And where uh, did they find that? All right. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit. I went back and forth with uh, him over Twitter. His name is Doctor Caps Fan, and so uh, he goes to this website called Ancestry.com, which we've heard of. And he has, uh, he says, there's a bunch of old yearbooks in their databases. If you remember and know some broad information about somebody, it'll pull up anything you have, and you can scroll through it. So this is from. St. Vincent High School. Oh, dear God. Petaluma, yes. California. Oh, yes. 1971. Oh, yes. So what year in high school would you have been in uh, 71? Sophomore. Wow. Um, what a good-looking smile on you, yeah. man. Very kind. I don't uh, think that's, yeah. that is not a... Uh, that's not a cringe photo no, at all, dude. That is, a, that is a nice picture. Really? Dear. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, um, yeah. I have photos of me where I'm like... Oh, my God. I, I want to find... There's a picture of me. I want to find myself and kill me. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I would. Uh, do you remember that a uh, hair product for men called Vit- Vitalis? Yes, Vitalis. Vitalis. It was this oily, slick back thing, yeah. and it was a, cath- a small Catholic school in a small town just outside of San Francisco. Petaluma is the name of the town, and the nuns would are always on me about cutting my hair, so I would douse my hair with that stuff <laughs> so I could slick it back and make it look shorter, right? Um, and squeak by, you know, another few weeks before. Um, before actually, um, now I have to bring my pictures from my senior year when I was the president of the Letter Society. <laughs> oh wow! You remember if you would played sports, you'd get a letter. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, I never played any sports, but uh, I was the water boy once for one of the teams, and no one else was running, so they elected me the president of the Letter Club. Oh, That's hilarious. God. Um, and uh, yeah, so we would we would take. Football, uh, we would run the uh, the concession stand at the uh, home football games. And then I had a little slush fund, and we put some of it on the side, and we'd go buy things and have parties with it. <laughs> That's uh, great. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I was totally corrupt. It was yeah. beautiful. Was that the same school Winona Ryder went to? I don't know. She was from Petaluma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only three high schools, and one Catholic and two public, so uh, right. one of the three. And they shot... Um which movie there? The, um, the first Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, the, the first, George uh, Lucas. American yeah. Graffiti. American Graffiti. Which yeah. is oh. Petaluma, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. At your high school? Any, well, any scenes? they shot it just in, in and around. a little town. Yeah. A lot of movies have been shot there since right. then. 
Um, but there it is. Uh, so a little piece of history. Wow. Another little piece of history is I mentioned to Kathy as she passed me in the hallway that her um, blouse. Sweater. Sweater. Uh, reminds me of June Lockhart from Lost in Space. Yes. Um, they had the big sort of people, triangles as well. Yeah, they had a lot of big triangles. Yeah, but you said people had been posting things of what they yes. thought yeah. you looked like. So yeah. The sweater has been a subject of discussion. So a couple of postings, uh, and there you have it. Nice. Although the third season of Lost in Space has just been released. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yep. And um, I am crazy about it, but I, I, I am just watching it really slowly. Good, I, there's only time. eight episodes. It is a great episodes. show. Will Will it's Robinson, so by the way, has like grown. He he yes. plays he plays young Jack Reacher in the Reacher series That's on correct. Amazon Prime. It's like holy hell, this guy's big now. Yeah, I mean, he's the kid is going through puberty. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. He is shot up. From the original. Oh, look, there's a picture of June Lockhart. You see what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. That's, that took me back to the original. They actually, for the current Lost in Space, got Penny Cartwright or Angela Cartwright on the left and June Lockhart and um, Bill Mooney to right. play uh, uh, different characters in cameos. I think Bill Mooney's actually playing Dr. Smith. Yes, before the woman before takes, it takes over. over, yes. Right. If you have to watch this to Parker make any Posey. sense of it, Parker Posey. Oh, she's brilliant as yeah. an evil Doctor Smith. Anyway, Kathy, you've watched it, haven't you? <laughs> oh my she lives for it. Goodness, she's I always really... talking about the robot. Well, when yeah, she's not listening to um, not fest music, she's um, <laughs> I, she's doing that. A wide range well, uh, of things that I love. She and uh, the kids are going on. She's doing like a thing uh, on the slate, uh, the not fest tour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. after my bird watching tour. <laughs> I think I think I found what what. I was trying to to figure out what your outfit looked like today, okay. Kathy. And this yeah. is an old picture of David Doy on right. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that's what I that's think. Pretty that's pretty similar, yeah. Okay. yeah. Reminding me of All right. With the the uh, triangle, the V. I'll take that down the front. So that's very what good. Remind me of. All right, we need to do the letter, dude. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter M as in Mama. All right, and you now have most of the letters, two more to go, and we'll give away our Word of the Week prize, four-pack of pit tickets for MMRBQ, uh, plus four concert T-shirts. MMRBQ 2022, Saturday, May 21st, Waterfront Music Pavilion, and tickets start at 25 bucks for the lawn. Uh, the concert T-shirt presale is happening now in the MMR Rock Shop, starting for just 20 bucks, and it's available in both men's and ladies' cuts details at WMMR.com. So what's up on the show today, ma'am? Well, we've got Orange Loop Rock Fest. It goes on sale Friday, I think. Or else it went on sale last Friday. I think it went on sale... Well, it's... Anyway, it's coming in um, June. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> T- just trust me, I've got all the details. Uh-huh. And I'll have the tickets, most importantly. Now, we were going to get to Soundgarden and Foreigner yesterday because they had anniversaries of album releases. However, uh, like you guys did, we did um, what turned into a three-hour block of female artists for International Women's Day. I had so much fun with it. I loved what you guys did by playing female artists all day yesterday. Cool. And so we did, uh, we did a huge block. So we're doing Soundgarden, Foreigner, Ozzy, and... Um, in the box, and then um, Sarah and I went to see Bono Jr. last night. Bono's son uh, is in a band called Inhaler, and they played the TLA 
and it was packed. Mm. How was it? It was good. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that right. uh, to be fluffy. I mean, it really was. It, it was good. Um, Is so, there a similarity in the sound? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and the drummer looks like he's in fifth grade. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're so young. Um, but uh, oh gosh, yeah. It, there's a. Um, there's a, and he looks like, you know, a young Bono, too. I forget, I don't know his name, but he goes by Bono's real name, which is Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the kid's name is, but uh, I wanted to see it and I wanted to hear the sound, and it was good. Nice. Um, so um, I think Sarah's going to find me their uh, their debut radio single. So we're going to try to play that over the course of the yeah, day. We're looking at a video clip from the uh, show last night. It was packed. It was, it hopping, was man. jam-packed. Wow. I mean, and and the uh, there were a really young, young crowd. Nice. And all the young people that were there um, were jumping up and singing the words to every song. So, so he's got, even he's got cred. No, neither have I. Till, till a week ago. So, yeah. That's nice. cool. Yeah. All right. So maybe we'll have that, too. We might Excellent. just. All right. I want to thank our sponsors of the President Steve Show. It's been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme Markets. You can get their free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And also brought to you by Monster Mania 49. It's this weekend at the Cherry Hill Hotel. Uh, tomorrow should be pretty cool because we will have actress Ali Sheedy. Love it. On the show. Looking forward to speaking to her. And also we're going to have a couple of impact wrestlers in the uh, the studio or checking in with us. Rhino and Diana Parazzo. Yeah. Oh, I'm down with that. Are going to be joining us. So we'll do that stuff and more for your pre-Friday tomorrow. Yes, pre-Friday. So that's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the...